Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR four three seven. It's Clash at the Castle and AEW All Out, and it's a massive preview show. We are not going to do a live show this weekend, which will become obvious in a couple of episodes' time. But we are going to get together today and talk about it. But luckily, I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR podcast team. Up first, by my side. For every WWE and AEW pay-per-view, it is Jack. How you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. Very excited for a clash at the castle. I mean, it's it's a great weekend for wrestling, isn't it, really? So what's not not to be excited about? Very, very excited. Without a shadow of that, it's a huge weekend coming up for wrestling. And up next... A man who is our resident NXT and New Japan expert. It is Monsi. How's it going? Between catching up on these two shows and the G1, I've probably watched over 100 matches in, two, in the last month. But <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> you see, that is the voice of a happy man. <laughs> you can tell his love of wrestling is getting <laughs> through. But you are surviving. Like I said... It's a huge weekend. I can't remember a weekend yeah. before we've had AEW, WWE, and uh, an NXT show as well. Yeah, man, a, a packed weekend, big cards. It's just like I, I don't know. I honestly, as I think, I already I've heard rumors going back weeks that NXT were going to do something for All Out weekend, and you know we had Clash going on, so it was already a packed week with just All Out and Clash. Then you add Worlds Collide in there, so it's just it's. Big, big time weekend, like you mentioned, in wrestling. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Last, but by no means least, I quote Derek and the Dominoes. <clears throat> Gina, you got me on my knees. Gina, I'm begging, darling, please. Gina, won't you ease my worried mind? I'm not going to do any more because I'm worried I will have a massive heart attack. <laughs> but it is genius, Gina. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Love the intro, as always, James, and looking forward to this podcast. We've got a lot to cover in this one, so thanks for that. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me catch my breath. But yes, like you said, we have a <laughs> packed show today with Raw and SmackDown. Uh, review coming up, Clash predictions, Wells Collide, news, and all out. So let's begin with AEW, uh, Dynamite, August 3rd. We get straight into the action, Jay Lethal beating Orange Cassidy. And then we see the Unsputed Elite return for the first time prior to the Forbidden Door. Adam Cole cut a promo, revealed he's still not clear to wrestle. Neither is Kyle O'Reilly. That brought out the Young Bucks. And they said if they're not going to select Bobby Fish as their partner, they cannot participate in the trio's championship, according to Cole. Although it meant says you two won't be physically capable of doing a tournament as the trio attacked and beat down the Bucks. Hangman Adam Page made a save, except the handshake from his former friends. Um, but again, the unspeakable elite, and I was going, wow. And they've not done anything, Monty, since. So I don't think they're off, they're off TV, but they did turn <laughs> the Bucks. So I guess this was worthwhile. <laughs> Even though Page yeah, did go I mean, with like... the Bucks in the end. But anyway. <laughs> like, again, yeah. Yeah, it, it it feels meaningless now, I think. But at the time, uh, it was definitely a, a, a big-time moment. Like you said, turning the books and also revealing or, like, you know, 
you know, kind of showing, like, I know for a while it was kind of a tug of war, it felt like, for Adam Cole on who, like, what, what, like, who he's more loyal to, whether it was his Undisputed Era or, you know, Red Dragon Buddies, or would it be the Young Bucks? So I guess we finally got that question answered. But other than that, since they are all injured, I'm I'm assuming. I think that's what's going on. Uh, Yeah, we haven't really had anything to build up off of this, other than that they won't be in the trio tournament. But like you said, it did achieve the goal of turning the uh, Bucks babyface, I believe. So. Yes. Well, we've got the trios tournament forward to, I suppose. So, you know. Uh, but a women's match was not in its usual position. Uh, but still the third quarter was Hater and Baker beat Thunderstorm. Taz confirmed Team Taz is over. And after Hobbs squash and nobody starts attacked by X Spinebuster. Gina, Team Taz. What a moment in time. Uh, is that your shield? You know? I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, even I've, I've kind of said I'm a little bit confused by where the storyline's going because it just seems like I don't. I don't know. I don't know whether like they're trying. To, they're they're built. They're ganging up on Ricky so much that like it seems is Will actually going to come to his rescue? But then they're doing that. Like QT's lot is doing that for like Will's benefit because he wanted that done. So it's just it's confusing, but it's also devastating for me because I love Team Taz. So I don't really know how to feel about it. No, it's it's tough because it's be interesting to see what happens because did they need to split up right now? You know, could Hobbs, you know, these guys done another year together and then done a the program? Is it too soon? And like I said, with so much... I mean, much... I definitely agree. I, I feel like Hobbs and Starks had a had a tag team title reign in them yeah. before a split up was due to come. So I was really shocked that they did it now. Yeah, uh, it's interesting times, you know. Like I said, like there was so much going on as well. How much will that feud uh, get time? Um but it'd be interesting to see what happens. Christian beat Matt Hardy. And there's a sign in the crowd saying, I played this on No Mercy, and I actually did, you know. Uh, <laughs> we get the acclaimed beating the Arse Boys in a dumpster match. Jericho beat Utah in the main event with a Lion Tamer. Uh, for me, though, and Jaxie, you could disagree, I thought the final three matches all focused on other promotions, like the, the TLC and WWE, when they talk about like the 20-year history between Matt and Christian. The WrestleMania full team with a dumpster match, and then Jericho in Japan. You know what? Was you just pointing that out? Have you just realised that? Is that a trend? <laughs> Maybe that's a trend. I just noticed it. It's just one of these things. Where it's like surely you just want to kind of build your own selves up, you know? right? <laughs> you think. But, you know, maybe we're weird for thinking that they should be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see if it improves with Rampage, August 5th. Uh, Moxley beat Mance Warner. I I didn't think that name was spelt right when I read it. Do you know what I mean, Monty? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from the South. I know he's supposed to be Southern Psychopath, but I was confused on that too. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Just you can keep going. <laughs> there was um, blood again in. The, I mean, Moxley has. Of course, it's, it's in his contract, which yes. is signed in blood. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we had Ryan Nemeth lose to Monty out here. It's not Takeshita. 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 
You see, there I've you go. A, I've done a G one. There you go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got it. You know what it is? It, it's it when when it when you're not used to the pronunciation, it actually does throw off you actually trying to pronounce it. So mm. sometimes it just it just takes a, a while for you to get used to this. Again, for for the likes of myself, Gina, and Monty, from watching, you know, sort of anime programs even you know dragon yeah. ball z for example you slowly but surely get used to the pronunciation of names within like japan so it's easier for us to pick these up but like don't ever feel embarrassed about asking how to pronounce someone's name right because it's that type of way of thinking that we should actually be thinking everyone should be because that's how we show respect for you know not only the name but their culture and where they come from you know so right. Don't be don't be embarrassed if um you pronounce it wrong and you ask you know whether or not that's a correct way of saying it. No no no, but Aoife Valkyrie in the next UK. There you go. That is the because you will not believe that it's spelled the way it's spelled. If you see that spelled, when the first time I read it was like, huh? Oh, I was so confused. Like I, I'm with, I had to go to YouTube. And like, all right, please, someone say her name. Please say her name. Um, Madison Rain beat Layla Gray in her AEW debut. Man, remember when Madison Rain to AEW was a big deal? You see, they've saved the women's <laughs> division here. Let's talk about it. Uh, Swerve and Our Glory beat Nice and Josh Woods in an ODQ match. Haven't AEW got enough talent then to bring like lumberjacks in and stuff? I don't. I just don't get it. Don't get me wrong, the German Tallinn looked good, but um, do you remember, guys, when we made a big deal with Battle of the Belts, you know, the first event, and we were like, yeah, we've got to talk about it. Well, it was the third one on August 6th. The TNT title, Wardlow beat Jay Lethal. Thunder Rose retained against Jamie Hayter. Claudio beat uh, Takeshita ah, uh, with the Ring of Other Welt. Yeah. Uh, Gina, did you see Battle of the Belts? Um, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched so much. I've watched so much wrestling, as Monty said earlier in the past, like few months. My brain is just fried. <laughs> I've missed the last. Is there anything in particular so you're asking me no. to? <laughs> no, I, just, no I, I, I again, I just felt it was an hour off. Uh, wasn't battle of the belts with uh, where where they had um, Claudio versus. Oh, I've forgotten yeah. his name. I felt so bad. Jonathan something. No, it's a Keshta. I just said it. It's a Keshta. See, it's a Keshta. <laughs> I actually got the right. See, that stupid Ring of Honor event confused her. See, there's too many events, Jay. Doesn't Claudio go against um, Jonathan something for the Ring of Honor title? Wasn't that? What that, the belts, or am I wrong? Super card of honor, super card of honor. I think yeah. it opened the show. Okay, I'm so sorry. I've watched way too much. <laughs> I even. <laughs> I would. Don't feel bad. No, no. I, I didn't do confused, Ring of Honor. Man. Didn't do Ring of Honor. I thought, fuck that. There is just too much right now. With new wrestlers, Boris Woodlow or something like that. I don't. They're probably a great tag team, but I just can't. <laughs> It's too many. Uh, we move on to Dynamite, August 11th. We start with no signal to the venue, which is great. Because um, I, I don't want to watch it, you know. <laughs> Brody King bleeding, facing off with Darby Allen in a 
don't call it a casket match. Um, Sting, Sting popped out of the coffin to take out House of Black. And then Darby Allin potted Brody as after he choked him out. Now, I don't know about you, Jaxie, but I've seen uh, another wrestler being potted in a coffin before. I thought it was quite impressive. Uh, but the blade job he did as well was great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I actually enjoyed this match. I thought it was very entertaining anyway. But, you know, there was a real part of me that was going, Sting's in, the, Sting's in there, Sting's in there. I already know it. He's in there and he was in there. I'm fucking psychic. <laughs> um, it, was, it was just such a fun match. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was quite a creative way for Darby to pick up the win, you know? Yeah, I think we've had that. Like I said, good way to start Dynamite. We're in our Tornado tag match. Lucha Brothers lost to Roosh and Andrade. Backstage, Young Bucks asked Hangman Page to be the partner. Peter Vild, who be the corner of the Dark Order instead. The only one of the positives from the Trios tournament is John Silver is wearing Adam Page's jacket uh, in the, the match-up screens. That's one of the few positives. <laughs> I love that. Um, Luchasaurus beat a jobber. Sing Dutt and Lethal. Why have they had so much airtime? Like, am I missing something here in AEW? But it seems like every week, Sing Dutt and Lethal are getting a few segments mm-hmm. ago. Who do they think they are? Chris Jericho. I mean, they're definitely getting more <laughs> than Rosa and Cargill without a shadow of a doubt. I forget they're on Agreed. the show sometimes. Um, Wardlow and FTR ran them off. Great, great way to use FTR. Ricky Starks beat Aaron Solo. Gina, it's great to see Ricky beating jobbers you know that's why this is a push <laughs> i mean i think like if you're if you're a wrestling fan as well what when i say a wrestling fan as an indie wrestling fan you would know the long-standing history between uh ricky and aaron solo as well they actually wrestled together and were a tag team sort of in that scene for a long time so for some fans watching this match is a little call out back to their sort of tag team mm-hmm. run and it it was exciting for them to see these two go off but again, for new AEW fans, in their eyes, yeah, Aaron Solo's a jobber. So, <laughs> uh, I, I can't really blame in the them. In, <laughs> yeah, I can't really blame them in automatically thinking, "Oh, Ricky's going to win this because this, <laughs> this factory is just, you know, jobbers galore." Um, but to be honest, I I do feel like QT and that the one good thing I will say about them is that they're consistent. Yes. they are consistent wherever they're needed. They are consistent with their characters, with their stories. And um, the other thing that I like about them is that QT is so dedicated. They all are, actually. Yeah, even yeah. Nick Morato. Like, they're all so dedicated to their to their characters that even though I love to hate them, it, it, it's one of those things that you kind of got to respect their, the fact that they've put in all this effort and they're always still there showing up and giving you good entertainment, you know? Yeah. Well, um, that's... So for me, I did enjoy the match, not just for my, you know, dribble factor at Ricky, <laughs> but I also liked the fact of seeing this, you know, previous partnership come into a clash. Gina's dribble. But I can't. I can't. I'm just get that's my that. intro next time. <laughs> I was going to say something, and that, like, I just completely, like, I don't know what I was going to say now. I don't know, I'd probably just move on. Uh, <laughs> I'll move <laughs> No, like, QT's a good heel, but he is like the poly of AEW. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, that position in the card. Oh, is, sure, yeah. It's, it's not going to yeah. change. Poly <laughs> 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 appreciate it. I don't know why I that's so funny, but I do. <laughs> Well, the TBS title on the line, Jay Cargill beat 
Madison Rain. And that's it for Madison Rain now, I suppose. Uh, Cargill is 36-0. and 0, But Rain got a shot before Statlander and Athena. And Athena debuted wanting a shot. And it's like, yeah, instant impact. Wait six months or whatever. She actually has done nothing in, in weeks. Um, it really, really strange. And then the AW Interim World Championship, Moxley versus Jericho. Moxley kicked out of the Judas effect uh, and managed to get the victory by tapping him out with a rear naked choke. And then we see the big brawl happen until CM Punk made his return and cleared the hills for the ring. We see Punk and Moxley come face to face in a tense stare down. So CM Punk returns. Jaxie, he saved AW now. Who, Punk? Yeah, Punk saved he's, he's back. He's back. Oh, Everything's going to be fine. Punk came <laughs> off to get rid of the scraps so that he could actually command John Moxie's attention. That's all <laughs> he wanted to do. We could all see that. We'll be interested to see what happens there between those two. Uh, Rampage, August 12th. Danielson Garcia face-to-face. Mixed tag, Guevara and Tay beat Dante Martin Sky Blue. That was for the AAA mixed tag, tag titles. Hook and Dan Housen um, in the graphic. Sonny Kiss lost to Parker Bordeaux. He needs to get in shape, man. He, I, I say he needs to get in shape, but I don't know. You know, there, there's just something I look about him and I just think something's just not right. And I don't know what it is. Eric Redbeard and Dan Housen lost to Arse Boys. Orange Cat beat uh, Davari. And then we had Sonny Kiss joining them. I mean, Ramp, come on, guys. Right. What a car. What a yeah, car. Yeah, just Gina. Yeah, Gina, come on. Rampage is <laughs> shit at this moment in time, isn't it? And I don't give a fuck. Even the most diehard AEW fan cannot yeah. say these are good shows. I mean, I, I, I have to agree. I used to love Rampage because it used to be the main show for that Ricky was on. So for me, I did live for it. But to be honest, I, the, the past few weeks I've watched Rampage, every time I've finished that hour, I'm like, but what storylines did this contribute to? Who did this build on? Instead, you keep giving us matches with one big person with a jobber. And no offense, like, aren't those matches meant to be on, you know, the the, the dark and the elevation shows that they have on, on YouTube. Like, for me, mm-hmm. Rampage should be solidifying some other storylines that have continued from AEW, uh, from Dynamite, sorry, or whether, like, you know, they they haven't spoken about a specific storyline this week, so they touch on those ones on Rampage, you know? But for me, Rampage is not consistent. So I don't I don't know what to expect when it comes to Rampage. When they, when they actually announce Rampage's card at the end of Dynamite, half the time I'm like, but why the fuck has this match come about? <laughs> it's, it's it's literally they've got names. They've chucked yep. him in the bucket. Yeah. They chuck him in a they bucket have. and they go, it's right. Bingo. Uh John Moxley versus uh <laughs> who we got. Right, let's see. Like, pull it out. Right. Mance it's like Warner. random characters like, select what? in the fighting game. Yeah. For the hang on a minute. Just for random. the Ring of Honor World Championship in uh hang on for the ladder match. <laughs> there you go. We've got, right. we've got a pay-per-view. Go out there, do it. <laughs> Oh Jesus! I mean, feels, <sighs> it feels like thunder in the like WCW thunder in the later years, and I don't want yes. to say this, <laughs> but it's getting that bad because I know it was be- much better than what Thunder ever became. But uh, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. they they obviously cater to one show over the other. Yeah. 
I think we're at that. Well, August 17th, Dynamite, we get the CM Punk and John Moxley, the promos. So, yeah, the Punk and Moxley promos to start Dynamite, saying his best friend, third best Eddie I've ever been in the ring with. He's the second best Kingston I've ever shared a locker room with. Not even the first John I've beaten in Chicago for a championship belt. Definitely not number one there. Um, we see, look out, ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk dropping pipe bombs, Moxley said. Uh, he said, you think the best wrestler in the world? Most of the time, you're not even the best wrestler in catering. Uh, Punk replied, you could be the heart and soul, I'll be dollars and cents. Moxley told Punk, we both know you ran out of fights a long time ago. And Punk said, if I touch you now, I'm afraid you're going to bleed all over me. Uh, Monty, man. Again, this was brilliant because this is the <laughs> punk with a bite in him as well, you know. Yeah, it was spicy, wasn't he, man? Like, you know, that first time we've seen him in a while, and he, you know, just came out swinging. And yeah. the funniest thing about it, when he brought up Hangman, I was like, You waited months to break up. <laughs> you sat at home for months thinking about what Hangman did. But anyway, besides that. <laughs> Yeah, this is the right amount of energy. It really got you hyped for what they were going to do next. Yeah, Punk woke up and chose violence that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had the violence button, like, full pelt, you know. I've got, I've got to admit, Punk has now been involved in two of the best sort of pipe bomb promos against other people. And every yeah. single time, I'm just going to... I'm wondering where the limit is, because I'm even sat there like, oh, I would have knocked your teeth in already. You know, the only thing I worry about is people going to come up like Vince Russo went to WCW to destroy it. People going to say CM Punk is undercover with WWE, gone to AEW to kind of cause all this kind of shit. Oh, goodness. Because he keeps referencing referencing WWE as well. It's like, stop going on about it. You hate it so much. Stop talking about the Eddies and the Kingstons. Yeah, but so does MJF, and MJF has never even worked for the goddamn company, so. I bet that, you yeah, it seemed like an AEW contract. Tony's added into their contract anytime you mention WWE. I'm gonna add another 10k onto that. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. What it That's is. what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, they get bonuses for any any little rib at the other at the competition. That's what it feels like. <laughs> uh, well, we actually had some wrestling up next, and it was good wrestling. Two out of three falls. Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. Garcia got the first fall after wicked pole driver and then the dragon sleeper. Brian got busted open, managed to even the score using Garcia's momentum against him and he applied a triangle choke to Garcia and transitioned into the LaBelle lock. Of course, made famous by the late, great Gene LaBelle uh, for the submission victory. Afterwards, Jericho came out um, to get into Danielson's face. Garcia stopped him, smacked his finger away as the fans chanted, you're a wrestler. Uh, Gina, this, this was great. This, you know what I mean? This is what I love about Dynamite. Yeah, definitely. These are the sorts of things that I didn't see happening or didn't see coming along at that moment in time anyway. I did eventually think that maybe something was going to break down, but I didn't think maybe it would have happened that this week. So I, I definitely wasn't expecting it, and it made that whole segment a lot more enjoyable and like, oh, shit, for me, you know, because I just kind of was like, oh, they're doing this now. Okay, go on, go on. Because another thing that I feel is that I wasn't the biggest fan of Daniel Garcia. I'm not going to lie. I felt like he was a teenager with an attitude problem. And I know that that's his persona, but I just didn't warm to him. So every time he came out, I was like, ugh, I don't <laughs> care. 
But again, working with the Jericho Appreciation Society, with the people who are in amongst that that group and now kind of merging into the, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club group as well. Like all of these wrestlers that he's working with, is they're definitely helping elevate him because I feel so differently about Daniel Garcia now than I did like a few weeks ago. So um, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying this storyline. I do think we could see less of Jericho now. Yeah. Like I wouldn't mind if Jericho just wants to stay on commentary because his commentary is great. Um, I'll, I'll always appreciate it, but I, I'm starting to get a bit sick of him now. And I didn't think I would, but I am starting to get a little bit like, oh, here we go again. I, the, like, the, let Jake Hager come out and just do his shit. Well, no, the thing is, and I, there's nothing wrong with Jericho, but when it's like you said, a segment every week, and then people like Athena or or Jay Cargill or you know any of the other vastly talented Miro or you know House of Black are not getting time. You're thinking, don't make the same mistakes that others have made in the past. You know, give this talent time because it's now otherwise it'll be history repeating itself. Oh, we don't go on TV because we've got to put these guys because Jericho. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I definitely agree with that, and I was going to touch on that when you actually. Um came up to the match card and saying like the whole Jade Cargill TBS championship Athena none of it is getting consistent storylines every week it's kind of every other week we see Athena every other week and put it mainly on Rampage when most of the people don't care because half of the stuff that happens on Rampage isn't storyline based so when Athena does turn up it's like oh she's there and then you see her for 30 seconds and then she's gone but then you've got um, three different segments on Dynamite itself with Jericho involved and then you've got Jericho on commentary and probably involved in some sort of match on Rampage as well and it's like isn't there a week that you're happy to cut your time out and give that to somebody else yeah no, I completely agree with you there uh, be interesting to see what happens in the upcoming weeks and months as well about that. But we see Moxley calling Punk out and another pull apart brawl ensured. Um, again, really good stuff between the two. Uh, Ricky Steamboat, who was quietly there at ringside during the two out of three falls match. Confronted Jericho, suggested Danielson is a better mentor. Gun Club squash varsity blondes in seconds. Uh, they congratulated Colton and Austin. Uh, only to receive a beatdown from his own children after Stokely Halfway appeared. He claimed, made the save. Um, all this for scissor me, daddy ass. But it is worth it, Jaxie. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you're not gonna... I want that T-shirt, you know. <laughs> that's, that's... I mean, yeah, I, I definitely want that T-shirt. I'm a huge fan of the acclaimed. Um, and I really like the storyline. But I also kind of feel like it's just kind of come out of nowhere. It's like, again... I think the I think the downside of Rampage is that there's not enough time to continue building stories. And so because a lot of what has taken place between the Acclaimed and the Gun Club have been happening over the Rampages, uh, it kind of feels like all of a sudden this sort of whole turn has come out of nowhere for, for some people that don't necessarily actually watch the um, uh, other... Uh, other show so yeah it, it's great for me because i i do watch all of them so i've seen this build up and i love seeing them uh with uh billy gun but at the same time it's yeah it kind of feels like it's kind of been forced on you well pack made me um get excited for the battle of britain showdown billy coming up jungle boy challenge cage for all out christian trying to make peace with jungle boy who then proceeds to beat the shit out of him banging his skull 
in the steel stairs. Tony Storm beat uh, Kylin King. And the main event, the AEW Trios title tournament quarterfinal or semi-final. It's another thing that really fucking pissed me off. And I don't know why it annoyed me so much, but maybe it's why I am. Calling it like the final when it's a semi-final. And I understand they're calling it the final on Dynamite, but it's still a semi-final. Anyway, 277 days since we last saw him. It was Kenny Omega. Great pop. T-shirt and shoulder wrapping. Monty, is he playing the long game with this? Coming out... Pretend he's not fully recovered. He managed to get the one-winged angels to score the win. Uh, and I don't know what Andrade was doing after. <laughs> no fucking clue. <laughs> oh, by the way, just look at how horribly... they. So they literally unmasked their tag team partner and you didn't even get a chance to see it because it went off air. <laughs> so nobody, nobody even cared about poor Dragon Lee. By the way, he didn't get much of anything yet. I know what Dragon Lee can do. He's an awesome... Luchador, uh, he has he was a, he's a former junior heavyweight champion in New Japan, so he's all he's great. I, and he only got a couple, like he only got his suicide dive spot here, basically. But other than that, this was all about Kenny and the book showing off what they can do and just refreshing you on how uh, fun that they can be uh, together. Kenny, obviously, uh, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm really I'm curious though. I don't know if he's actually still dealing with something because he did have a long laundry list of injuries. Or is it something going on? Is this like you said, like them him playing the long game? Is this an angle? Is this is this something uh, a way to safeguard just in case they don't come out as trio champions? I don't know, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. But it was definitely great to see Omega back. Great to hear the crowd reacting to a lot of his moves again because it has been a while. But him coming out in the shirt and then still looking like still fighting with the the harness on his shoulder, like still looking uh, really wounded, even uh. And I, I don't want to skip ahead, but since then, he's continued to still look better. Or like like you can tell he's come back from injury. So I don't know. I'm with you. I don't, Part of me believes he probably still has something going on, though, because he had uh, a plethora of things wrong with him at the same time. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, though. I always remember the New Day. The, the New Day with their attire, and it was just like white. And every week, they get color added. And it was because of the return mm, of yeah. Xavier Woods. And it was just like, yeah. that, it's Easter yeah. eggs for people who, we are watching it consistently. I want fucking yeah. Easter eggs. That's when you know that they're, they're really kind of giving back to those long-standing fans when we actually get those Easter eggs, you know? So, like, I appreciated that from the New Day. And if this was, like, kind of a a sort of telling from Kenny, I really wouldn't be mad at it. Um, I just, I just hope that it's, it's that, and it's not that he's come back too soon. Because, like you did, you have said, James, he did have a long list of problems, and the the one worry I have is that he's come back before he's like fully a hundred percent, and then we could potentially get him injured again shortly. You know, three four months down the line. So I really hope that that's not how things end. That being said, just to touch on uh, that trios match, um, like Andrade, you do realize that these trios belts will be around for a long time. So you might not want to fuck up like your third person um, in case you get another chance to go for them again and you ain't got a third person because you unmasked your luchador and you just disrespected him. Who's going to want to work with you now? You know? So I'm just thinking to myself, why are you turning so quickly? You only just became a team. And like Monty said, I, I know what Dragon Lee can do. He had a great match against uh, Rush. Um, between brothers, it was such an awesome match, and I felt like I was like, "Where's, where's that Dragon Lee?" You know, he was definitely 
uh, overshadowed by the amount of talent that was in the ring. Um, and obviously a majority of people who potentially don't know where he's come from. Um, obviously, like you said as well, is about the elite, about Kenny's return. And I get that. But I do feel like it, it's a bit of a shame that that was like the team that Andrade's team had to face just because of that was also like AEW fans. Yeah. for impression of Dragon Lee and I just feel like it's it's not the greatest of impressions when straight after the match nope. you're having his own brother and his uh, uh, other tag team partner unmasking him and disrespecting him it just kind of like it just didn't it felt like it didn't fit you know like yeah. having the whole unmasking thing so I just don't think that needed to happen well this is the thing and it's weird and I won't want to mention it but it's another one of my annoyances with AW it's like uh, so Andrade and his crew will have a match on Rampage or Dynamite, it's a squash match, and then that will make a contenders mm-hmm. for either a championship or a right. big match up. And then, then it's like it's been a week. Right. <laughs> doing it from like a sort of win win loss system, but like you know, when they're not picking up wins on the main card, why are they then getting title pictures? Uh, title shot. Like, it's just, like, it, it's baffling. Like, I'm pretty sure... Who did, um... The private Party? Didn't they get, a, like, a tag team <laughs> title match? It's literally... Like, yeah. <laughs> on Rampage. Uh, basically, time. just because they're originals. <laughs> yeah, but they've been jobbers this whole the only time. Reason. They get enough wins to actually challenge for the title. Answer me that. It's, it's mental. Like I said, that is literally next to it. Swerving the glory... <laughs> Beat private party to retain the AEW tag titles. What the fuck? And it's like FTR, like, what have we done to piss everybody off? More on that in a little bit, but it's just like, yeah. You know, um, Hook versus Zach Clayton, Buddy Matthews versus Serpentico, and Athena versus Ford were basically all squashes. Miro destroyed Buddy after the match. Well, Trio's title quarterfinal, the Trustbusters lost to the best friends. Gina, what do you think of the Trustbusters? Because. I'm not sure the jury's out for me on them. Like I talked about uh, Bordeaux before, but I do quite like Devari. And yeah, this is my first match seeing these. Um, I was ugh, like, what are they? Bus trusters? Bus. Pu- what trust, are bus they? trust busters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, it sounds like that. I mean, again, I haven't seen these guys wrestle before. I didn't really even know who they were. Um, So for me, I was really excited for this match because I didn't know who they were. And they kind of gave me like a a similar feeling as to how I felt about Tom Lawler when I first saw him in the G1. I was just like, no, no, I just don't like them straight off the bat. Um, I'm not going to lie, the match was really entertaining. Um, I'm not sure whether it's, you know, just because of how great the best friends are as a a trio's tag. Um, That helped, like, make me enjoy the match more. But the other other team were okay, but I was more interested in best friends like I knew I would be. So um, I wasn't wowed by them, but I was like, okay, you gave them an okay match, but... Yeah, I wasn't exactly thinking that they were going to go far in this tournament. No, no uh, doubt. But again, it's weird. Just think about all the great trios in AEW. You know, all the combination is like trust busters. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> who is the dude in the tank top? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, yeah, who is that? He's been wrestling. Who like is the guy in the tank top? 20 years. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
And again, Parker Bordeaux, I don't know if he's taking the wrong kind of hormones or whatever he's doing, but again, he has to be careful at this moment in time. Yeah. Uh, last Dynamite, August 24th, we start with an in-ring promo. Yay! Uh, Jericho, yeah! Uh, Garcia, which actually did nothing to add from last week. There was nothing. There was nothing. Uh, yeah. Apart from Danielson no coming decision, out. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Just, yeah, same thing. Uh, and we're getting an all-out match between Danielson and Jericho that I didn't want, but again, should be fun. Uh, Jay Lethal beat Dax, so Dax's match of the year record may be over. But he did announce that the Motor City <laughs> Machine Guns will team with him at All Out. Now, like I said before, Motor City Machine Guns won the best tag teams in the past decade and a half. I think they've like, formed 2007, so like unbelievable yeah, something unbelievable. Like they must have prayers, Monty. You know, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> The saving grace is that they will be in there with FTR, and that you know that'll be you know fun encounters. But yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm always excited to see them, so I'm pretty sure every the result will be fine, especially once we get to the show. But the way this was done, and like we talked about, all the camera time Jay Lethal and company has has gotten over this, and uh, I'm assuming Jay Lethal. You know, obviously, with the way he's acting, it's still a heel. Motor City Machine Guns, I, I know that they're talented enough to play heel, but, you know, Motor City Machine Guns are, you know, very, very hard to not to like, honestly. So mm. it's really funny to me. Or This even feels random, if you see what I'm trying to say, even though I do understand the, the connection Jay and Sanjay possibly has with, uh, you know, Chris and Alex. So <laughs> uh, this is, you know, whatever. But... I think the match will still be fine, but yeah, I'm not really big on how they, how we got to this point. I believe. Well, I remember showing Dan a bit of Impact Wrestling a couple of years ago, and he said Chris Saber looked like a school teacher, and I just thought to myself, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you compare to like Wardlow for the first time, you know, it's all well and good going like these guys, you know, so great, and it's like yeah, they're gonna look tiny, but again, exactly, like Wardlow's gonna. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to look great. <laughs> Should be a fun match, though. Uh, and then we had a segment. Thunder Rosa announced that due to injury, she will be stepping down. AEW Women's Champion and interim title holder will be determined at All Out. Tony Storm was one of the participants named, with the other three being named later. Uh, she was given under a minute. I saw they timed CM Punk's speech with Thunder Rosa. I think Punk got over 10. Ooh. Uh, Rosa Baxter, I mean, her run has been one of the worst championship runs of a woman, and it's all been down to booking from AEW. Jaxie, mm. it to drop the ball with Thunder yeah. Rosa, when you think how hot she was after that match with Britt Baker, yeah. and it just fucked Exactly. It, 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 it's completely disappointing, if I'm truly honest, and I'm I'm really gutted. I feel so upset. For Thunder Rosa, I could actually tell. I could see the emotions in her in her eyes. I could hear it in her voice, and the fact that like, even I said, "Why is she not coming out to the ring to talk to us about this?" Like, and why are they not doing some long ass promo of like maybe Brit interrupting and being like, "Oh, boo hoo," and then like eventually having the four eventual contenders, you know, sort of come out during that whole promo. Like, it baffles me as to how bad. They've booked Thunder Rosa when we know she's not this bad, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, her matches haven't been 
of the best caliber and 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 not in a rest uh, not from a wrestling point of view by the way i'm saying that her matches have been great wrestling wise she had a great match with serena deeb and stuff but it's the uh it's the lack of storyline that we actually get to see built up before these matches that have ended up letting down what has been her reign so far and i already know that she could act she could have a badass reign. She she's had a badass reign without the title already. You know, this is why people wanted to see that belt on her, and it's a shame to see that she's gotten her, uh, she's gotten injured, and yet Tony can give CM Punk a whole promo and everything like that uh, in the ring, but Thunder Rosa gets to just be backstage for a minute. Like Tony, mm. sort your shit out. Seriously, it, it's it's getting borderline a joke because of. The women's division has like its peaks and its troughs, and I didn't ever see Thunder Rosa get that that peak when when she was in the belt, and it was all due to booking. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Like, like you said, even with like someone like Theory, you know, and you think about you know, the amount of time that they've been given yeah, to even true. make it kind of fail, and Rosa's not even been given that. You know, it's all well and good not mm. making up to the mark and all this kind, of, but when you're not given the time and the matches not to work anyway so uh, hopefully they can Definitely. sort it out later on um we see colton scoring a I'll low blow and defeating his dad after the match halfway for the gun club with business card and beat down him uh beat down the father and they claimed this brought out now can i just quickly <laughs> say about that right I've seen, obviously, we've all seen different like versions of people turn like sons turning on their fathers mid match. How are you going to go do your dad like that and and hit him in the balls? The very balls that he used to, to actually create your ass like that that is the <laughs> epitome of a low blow. Seriously, I think what low blow is uh, low, low blow is Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee having to be involved in this. Yeah, taking a step out of this and be like, "Look, we ain't got daddy issues, so we're just gonna skip." Seriously, there's no other opponents. There's no other tag team. There's not a tag team who is the best in the world at this moment in time who have been killing it all year that might walking be around right? with three belts. Yeah, might three be better. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then they even got they even got challenged by the NXT UK tag t- uh, champions. You know. So it's like, well, well, why, why is Raven Glory not talking to FTR right now? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, hometown competitor Kylin King, born thirty miles from host city Cleveland, attempted to upset rival Pittsburgh Dr. Britt Baker. She didn't. Afterwards, Baker cut promo on Thunder Rose and Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter attacked from behind, and Hikaru Shida made a say. Where have they been storing Shida? Uh, she came out. And just like that, we had our four competitors for the Interim World Championship. Uh, and then the main event, billed as one of the most significant matches in AEW history, the undisputed AEW World Championship match between Punk and John Moxley, was a one-sided squash match that probably created more questions than answers. Punk threw a kick early, apparently re-injuring his foot and leaving him screaming and ugly. Moxley took advantage of elbow his opponent and put him down with consecutive death riders for the win. Moxie celebrated punk lips off in the arms of referees his best friend Ace still and no one really know what we just witnessed um, Gina what were your thoughts on this because this, I thought we still got trios matches, it's a bit of a weird positioning and then what happened I was just like huh 
Yeah, um, I'm exactly the same as you. I, I kind of was expecting this match to go on. I completely forgot that there was another match after this. I thought this was the end of it. Like, it's going to be Mox and Punk, and that's going to be it. I was completely shocked. I think I, like, went to make a drink or something, and I had Jaxie in my ear um, whilst we were watching it. And she's like, wait, what? And so I just ran from the kitchen all the way back. Like, what? what's happened? What's happened? And then, like, I'm just seeing Mox just rinse Punk. And then it's done. Mm. And I'm like, wait, but why did you... So why did you bring Punk back so soon? So I didn't know whether that was planned or whether he generally did just hurt his ankle and he was like, no, I'm done already, cast me out, sort of, you know, end this match. But if if it wasn't, if it was a planned thing and they're like, yeah, well, we'll have John, like, retain and um, beat Punk, then what what was the point on bringing him back so quick then? You should have just left him out a few more months and then had him also, come back. I don't know. I was, what, was the, what was the whole point of, like, that or the epic, like, you know, battles that they were going back and forth from the week before exactly. you know you were thinking exactly. I'm, there's me thinking we were going to get a full hour long of this you know like potentially us all thinking is it going to go to you know uh is it are they going to run out of time are they going to call it a draw and then they still have to fight it all out you know um and i also just want to clarify while she was in the kitchen making her drink i was just shouting the same thing over and over again one and done one and done. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I just like I had no idea what was going on. And I that's when I know shit is hitting the fan. <laughs> I'd be hoped if I hear that if I hear that on Saturday, I know we're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Monty though, man, you mentioned it earlier when you mentioned the fund we talked about Thunder with Rampage. And for me, this reminded me of Nitro. I mean I don't mind it as a story, but again, <laughs> it's it's the world title, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They've been really good with protecting like the prestige of that belt as far as like match quality goes. So this is a a, a, a big departure, and like I'm just as surprised as everyone else. And like you mentioned, the key to it is that you never want to do something in a story like this and then leave leave people asking more questions than we had going into it. And I think you made a really good point. Most people left this situation just trying to figure out what the hell was that because it was just so, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. so different and just so not uh, characteristic of what they've done with the AEW world title. It was great. Now Moxley looked like a badass. He just looked like a killer. You know what I mean? Great for him. But I don't think he needed to do something like that to look any. You know, he's been def- defending his belt week in and week out. He's, he's always a badass. So again, uh, I don't necessarily know where we're going from this, but it was definitely a super shocking moment. And I, I don't know what the hell is going on when it comes to Punk, whether he's injured or whatever is going on. But this was so shocking. I think maybe it was done for that reason alone. But I hate to believe that you you would you know, lose the credibility of your world title just to shock us. So yeah. maybe it's an injury. Maybe something is going on here. We'll have to wait and see. It is a build up to all that has been bizarre. And the main event now, I mean, if it was, if it was Punk v. Mark's title all out, I would say, do you know what? That main event could rival Roman and Drew. Now it doesn't have a fucking chance, you know, because it's not the same anymore. You know, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's true. Um, like, how do you even book that? <laughs> after what you just did yeah. it's hard for me to even imagine it they might but I just don't even get it 
I'm trying. I I still am questioning whether or not that was like a last minute decision uh, to the match because of like I swear at the very beginning they were calling that the main event. At the very like, beginning of JR, JR probably calling it WWE Dynamite. So I won't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you could be true there. But like I said, it was interesting, interesting. Uh, and we don't know, like I said, if it was like a month away from All Out, I'd be like, oh, you've got a month. You've got a dynamite. Because nothing's going to happen on Rampage. We've talked about that already. So you've got a dynamite to sort out what the main event is from All Out. Um, so then we move on anyway. Ricky Starks cut a fired up promo and recalled bringing powerhouse for the background of Britt Baker segments to stardom. And then the the true main event, Death Triangle, uh, Pac, Ray Phoenix, Penta, El Zero Miedo, battled uh, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open, or the United Empire, as they are, uh, with Pac down and Penta cleared to the mat. The Hero Trio brutalised Phoenix and finished him off with an assisted Oscar. Uh, Meltzer rated this five stars, but Jackson, I know you don't care what Meltzer thought, even though Pac did take <laughs> five seconds to hit a move. Uh, but this was fantastic. Will versus Pack. What gets me even more excited is the fact they're both British as well. You know, we've made yeah. those boys. And, uh, it, you know, I, I, actually, I think I, I got really excited at just kind of even seeing the promo before they even started the match. And I was just thinking to myself, I need to see Essex meets Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? I need, I need to see... Will Ospreay versus Pac one on one. Even their promos got got me lit to see them in the ring together. So it was like really good pacing in the match. Uh, like not getting Will and Pac in in the ring at the same time until the very end of the match. I think that build up worked really well because everyone was anticipating it. And um, again, because of we've just been recently watching the G one, I have learned a lot more about Will Ospreay, uh, his team with uh, United Empire and. You know, I, I'm a fan of them. Uh, I think they've got like a, a real good quality to them, and um, seeing them kind of progress, I was not expecting them to progress, to be honest. So I am more than happy to be able to see them wrestle again on, on AEW. Well, speaking of the teams not thinking they're going to uh, progress, we're moving on to Rampage 26th because House of Black, one of the coolest things is their entrance, have no entrance. But don't worry, they got knocked out by Joke Team Dark Order. That was wounding. No, that was, wounding. So de- that was depressing. Robbery. I'm always here for their uh, No, Everything to do with Rampage, uh, House, of Page, House of Black on Rampage that, uh, that Friday pissed me off. Mm. Uh, I'm not happy. I'm not happy, James. Well, people complained about their booking in WWE. <laughs> James, don't ask Jackie any more rampage questions. <laughs> um, well, the only thing good about this is that Miro and Malachi might fight, so yeah. maybe. Sting maybe. and Darby came problem. out. Yeah, Sting and Darby okay, so came out. All, yeah, oh, it's going to be a six-man We all know that the, tri- the trio's belts should have gone straight to House of Black, oh, straight yeah. away. They, it should have. Yeah, as it much should have been them seeing, straight away. Sorry. Yeah, as much as I love seeing a face team uh, with the belts, with this being the start of the trio's like belts being a run, having like a, a heel team come across so dominant and just co- consistent 
House of Black would have been the perfect team to put those titles on and have everyone constantly chasing them for ages until you finally build up to have Death Triangle come and take it off of them. Like, it's it's not rocket science, Tony. What the fuck were you doing? I know you want to push for Malachi Black versus Miro, but I'm not happy about this. I'm sorry. No. Tony, my sister's not happy. Yeah, shit. And uh, we're in trouble now. <laughs> but again, again, the good thing about Tony... He knows a good record when he sees it, and he thinks six and fourteen is good enough for a TNT <laughs> title match. Hollywood Hunk, not Ziggler, lost to TNT champ Wardlow. Lost. Talk about lost momentum for the War Dog, and we talk about why hills are so important in wrestling. Look at Wardlow coming off the MGF match from the last pay per view, uh, and then we got another squash as Hobbs beat just some poor bastard, uh, and again. Ruby Soho, uh, Ortiz and Ruby losing to Tay and Sammy. Do you remember Soho, the jokes Britt Baker were making about sitting in catering? Was it about W or AEW? She's been in AEW a year now, Ruby Soho, and has done nothing. It's just not good enough, you know? Again, again, this women's division is actually just becoming a shambles. I thought that they brought that girl up. From was it Impact or or somewhere or Ring of I I don't remember. <laughs> I thought they brought her up to like start making changes, and all I seen what was girl? her getting her ass beat by James. Madison Rain, the one that had Madison, two dynamite yeah. matches and then went. <laughs> yeah, why like, did she get yeah. a shot right away? Well, but, yeah, why did she get match shot? Right away, what... Ruby Soho sat here and catering. Yeah, exactly. After, like, like sugar or milk in her coffee. From the AEW statement that they released, I thought she was getting brought up to actually work with the women. So why the f- are you getting a, a, a championship opportunity? <laughs> it was a squash match. Yeah. And then uh, finally, Claudio <laughs> beat Dustin Reynolds for the Ring of Honor world title. Yeah, Rampage has not been good. Uh, but again, it's it's crazy because it's even behind the scenes now. AEW is just, it took, I was saying this to Monty, it just took good change for WWE to Tony to just lose his fucking mind. You know, that's that's what's happened. So we'll talk about we've got loads of shit to talk about still. (laughs) Definitely hit the panic button since Triple H has taken over because took it badly. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He's struggling. Um right, so we've got CM Punk we'll talk about first because as we mentioned before, uh John was obviously uh, obviously he was happy for the squash to happen he even pitched the idea with punk he said eventually agreed they indicated that the all-out plans have changed multiple times no fucking shit uh and we're talking about cm punk's reputation backstage not just because of colt cabana monty you mentioned calls the adam page stuff as well a lot of people feel they don't like punk um the type of dignity one would expect at book. Well, it would be interesting to see kind of what happens there. Uh, so, Monty, with CM Punk, it's just... I think WWE said when Punk signed for AEW, and this is a tweet that's been circling as well, was like, let them let him give AEW a headache. Are we seeing that now? Yeah. But, again, you know, not to just cut you off quickly, but isn't every wrestler like that? Uh, yeah, to an extent, it's a lot of, you know, people, especially once you get to that higher tier, you've got stories about a lot of wrestlers over the years who have, may have had ego or may have rubbed 
portions of the locker room the wrong way. I mean, how many times over the years, John, can you think about where someone was like, ah, the locker room was split, you know, or like even back in the HBK days when it was the clique pretty much versus everybody. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it, it, this is not really that uncommon with people like that. And it's not even uncommon with Punk. Like you mentioned, uh, he had he was had the same reputation in WWE as far as like splitting the locker room, having people who really liked him, really, you know, rolled for CM Punk. And then having people that that don't that didn't like him and still don't, and you know, like I said, the thing is, it's all about what's true and what's not true. Because a lot of stuff is rumored. As far as him being happy in AEW, it's hard for me to believe he's not happy there because a lot of stuff has been going his way. Is when when you think about it, as far as like the way he, if if you believe what they said about him saying that he wanted to be Adam Page, and uh, that's what that's what ended up happening. If that's the case, then it's hard for me to believe he would be unhappy with AEW. Would people be uh, happy with him because he's saying stuff on social media that seems to be pro the boys and all of that, but people don't think his actions are really matching up with that backstage? I've uh, I've seen different types of uh, opinions about that. Either way it goes, CM Punk, no matter where he goes, he's always been polarized. So I don't want people to forget that. It's just not that that hasn't really changed. And that, that is on him. And his actions. But what really was interesting to me, like you mentioned, the timing of all of this. Like you said, when everything was going, AEW's been on the road. They've had some of the greatest pay-per-views over the last few years. And you couldn't hear a peep. It feels like that honeymoon period, even whether it's with CM Punk or whether it's just in AEW in general. That honeymoon period seems to be ending when it comes to all the things that just seem to be seeping out of AEW at one time. Like you said, we could spend an hour on each of these subjects. You know, there's so much going on in AW at the moment. Um, Move on to CM Punk quickly, talk about Thunder Rosa because they're talking now. Again, it's another thing that annoys me. You know, leak story. Who is leaking these stories? You know, who's who's talking? Exactly. Who's saying? (laughs) Apparently, Thunder Rosa talks down to her opponents or the ones that are featured on Dark and Dark Elevation. There's been rumors of her sandbagging opponents. She even made a t shirt for that. She's still. uh, Stiff yeah. broke uh, Jamie Hayter's nose, and um, apparently the rumor was she sorry, ran back and hit the door. Sandbagging. So not letting bagging? your opponent pick you up, basically <laughs> in a wrestling match, like putting your weight down rude. to make it yeah. harder on your opponent. Uh, like what okay. she was ac- uh, accused of with uh, uh, Shafir, Marina Shafir. Like they said, she was not. She was working against her, basically, kind of like that. Uh, like, yeah, okay, that's what they mean. Okay. Okay, so sorry, I was shocked by that word. <laughs> I thought I pronounced it. I was going to say teabagging accidentally, but of course, it's just sad. Someone calling her out. Uh, apparently, after she broke Jamie Hatter's nose, she went backstage and hid in the toilets uh, and didn't go to see her. Wow. But then rumours have come out and said that actually she spoke to him, she usually keeps to herself. Anyway, uh, but it just feels again, it's like, oh, you're upset Thunder Rosa's lost a title. Here's a little story about her. Or am I wrong to think that, Jaxie? Um, No, it's really hard because we all know, like, how how much social media can take uh, things out of context. You know, um, it's like all these little small whispers that can go from being one story to another. Um, but you, you do get apprehensive, especially with, you know, the sort of current running time we're at. Uh, 
um, a lot more people are speaking the truth about what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, there is a lot more of a platform to be able to to show uh, the behind the scenes of of things. So you just you never necessarily really know. Um, I, I I don't want to think this because of it's but it's a bit sad to like sort of see that and I and I don't want to believe it. So unless we actually have you know sort of irrefutable proof of like wrestlers actually calling her out for it, I don't think that we I don't think that we as the fans should get ourselves involved and therefore be taking sides. Like it, it's not really anything to do with us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's I, kind of I, like yeah. by taking. By taking sides, we add to the stigma of uh, negativity that gets circulated online. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and think, did this come from the original source? No, it didn't. It's come from, you know, a Twitter, a tweet uh, from a so say source. So for that, you know, we really should step back as fans. We've seen what the, the damage that we can do online to to not just wrestlers but celebrities and and their mental health um and even worse you know i don't want us to continuously add to that i don't want to put wrestlers down um if they've got issues in the locker room backstage and stuff that's on them that's their personal lives we shouldn't really be having a say on it we should just kind of see it and not say anything you know like negative yeah, it's true. But again, like I said, it's it's there's something going on at the moment in AEW. Even talk about negative, there's people backstage and there's, there's stuff going on. Because another story I saw with Eddie Kingston, and when it was like I was recently completely suspended from AEW, I thought, I, was wondering... I thought this was a work. You know, Kingston had been suspended. Yeah, apparently he got into a verbal dispute with it's Sammy Guevara. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, you've got the verbal dispute with Sammy Guevara. The suspension has now ended. Uh, apparently, he did uh, <laughs> slap him, which, again, when I heard Eddie Kingston slap Sammy Guevara, I just assumed it was a work. Uh, apparently, though, it is not. Uh, Kingston has said, you know, the truth, I wouldn't lie. I was wrong for being unprofessional. That is a blind fact. He did what he did, and the public can judge. But no, in fact, I was wrong. This is coming off Sammy uh, basically making fun of Eddie's weight uh, on a promo and Eddie losing his shit. But these two guys were scheduled to be all out and it ain't happening now, which makes me believe this is true. Gina, Eddie Kingston going around slapping people backstage. <laughs> I mean, I don't really see the problem with this. For me, I'm like, yeah, that's Eddie Kingston for you. But to be honest, <laughs> as as far as I have seen Eddie a lot, he he has been, he is always so respectful and things like that. And we have seen a lot of this lately um, with the body shaming of wrestlers. You know, like Adam Cole got it in the neck, and the first person jumping to his defense is Eddie Kingston. You know, and for Sammy to include it, like again, I know that you can touch on personal issues and make that a great storyline. That's kind of what they're doing with Seth and Matt Riddle here. Um, so you can do that, but like for me, body shaming is probably one of the worst things that you could probably try to put into uh, a production, especially now. Back in like the Attitude Era of WWE, that was sort of a thing because that was kind of a thing in all areas of life. But now we have grown in you know the the 22nd century. Now we have grown, and we know that body shaming is not just hurtful to to the people who are involved during the wrestling 
but also people outside of wrestling fans. That that sort of stuff can really hurt home. And it's just not something that should be promoted at all in any way, whether it's a storyline or not. So for me, I, I can't blame Eddie because it would be the same for me if someone had turned around and body shamed me. I'd, I'd probably slap them first. And then I'd say, oh, wait, I'm sorry. But, you know, <laughs> I think the what, difference what is... What concern is it of you of my weight, you know? So, but the, the problem uh, is in yeah. the wrestling ring, that is, you know, an entertain, entertainment, whatever it is. Uh, backstage, that's assault. Yeah, but you know, like, it's not necessarily going to do it any better as a wrestler, though, because we've, we've, we've seen uh, big men in the past and they've had really successful wrestling careers. We shouldn't judge someone's weight from, from them being... Uh, from them performing in the ring. If they're performing in the ring and they're doing their job, who cares what weight they are? Also, it's like, it's, yeah, it might not be a piece But the thing here is, is obviously he he shouldn't have hit Sammy behind closed doors in a way. You know, he shouldn't have hit him backstage because, like James said, that is kind of assault. It wasn't sort of within a wrestling, like, complex. So for for that to happen, it was him losing his cool. It, but he probably had that built up from, again, like I said, he came to sort of Adam Cole's defence. I think he's come to a few other people's defence who have been body shamed just by fans online. So I think because it hit for hit home, I think it really just, Sammy just tipped him over the edge. And it's not an excuse. It's no. never an excuse for anyone. But I can also sympathise with the situation. But again, and then it's like you said, this is why the line in wrestling is, is so delicate as well, because... The case of something Sammy says in Hill character gets rolled up like that. And then you obviously mention, I mean, stuff like Christian with Jungle Boy, you know, mentioned about his dad and stuff like this as well. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's too far. Yeah. Like, oh, we we accept it that night. But it, it's even like, you know, Brett and Sean way back when. I was right to say that, but when you've actually said it, you know, there's a kind of uh, right. different bits to it. Um, Monty, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts? Because again, talk about it. FTR are not going to be part of uh, AEW Fight Forever. We will go more in depth, Fight Forever at some point. And again, it's, it says on here that they were not too happy about the decision. And on Twitter, we got told, explained, fair enough. <laughs> so again, is this like a storm in a teacup? Is the, the the all right? So as far as the Sammy Guevara and the Eddie stuff go, I agree a hundred percent about all of it. The thing is that was to me is that when Sammy put out his statement, he was you know referring to it being in continuous saying stuff that he was in heel character and all that type of stuff. But before that, he he said you know everybody has a line that he can't cross or whatever, and um, he's you know they would come to him and talk, but he never really cl- cleared up if he ever tried to go to Eddie before that. Either, but anyway, again, it's not our business. I agree, Eddie definitely shouldn't have put his hands on him, but it was definitely something that Sammy asked for. So it was one of those things. But it does make you wonder, you know, what's going on backstage? Because not to say that uh, people won't won't get hit in WWE or like stuff like that couldn't happen in WWE because it could. But like you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, how is all of this getting? You know, of course, with the suspension, it had to be brought up. But it's just like all the details and all of that, no one can keep their mouth closed <laughs> about anything, it seems, when it comes to AEW. I also, the video game. Point, I also kind of want to quickly point out a common denominator in here, that it being Sammy Guevara. This is like, how many times has his mouth gotten him in trouble? You'd think he'd learn. 
Yeah. Um, it's from his reports of other people. Yeah, other people, either yeah. Page, I believe, Scorpio, or whatever, yeah. did not didn't have problems with them. At least that's what they claim. So mm-hmm. uh, I agree. Like something has to be said for that too. I mean, so it's, it's like there's only so much talk you can do before you're going to get smacked up, Sammy. So be respectful. <laughs> End of. hundred percent. As far as the game goes, though, James, uh, FTR being left out really puzzling to me because one of the the demo footage I saw wasn't that Adam Cole and I, I don't know. Help me out here. I don't know. Like I don't like time is very funny to me right now. But FTR has definitely been in AEW a lot longer than Adam Cole, right? Yes. Or am right, I am right. I losing it? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I don't. I, even if they got a good yeah, explanation, it still looks weird. Right, right. They're former AEW tag champions. Like it's just really hard for me to understand how they get omitted. So immediately I'm like, okay, well, I better not see any Keith Lee's or Swerves unless it's DLC or something like that. Like, it's a lot of people who won't be on this game then, in my opinion, if that's the case. But who knows? We'll see. But it's not a big deal. Probably a bigger deal of people making it. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, okay, that that's weird. <laughs> um, I did catch up with Briscoe's versus FDR, two out of three falls. It was top-tier stuff, but... I do think the first one was better. We're going to get really angry emails now. Uh, we'll review the last Dynamite and Rampage, if we care, on the all So we just got to run through the card of what <laughs> what is there of All Out uh, and to give our predictions <laughs> for it as well. Um, and we've got a new... There's a new pre-show now. They're going to call it Zero Hour, which Ring of Honor used to do, but now it is Zero Hour. And they've announced that Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii will be part of that. So that's kind of, as soon as I saw that, and it's not Sammy, I thought, right, they've gone what? different directions. We're finally getting Ishii on AEW. Yeah, yeah, that's it. This, yes. is, a, this is a rematch from uh, oh, Capital Collision, I think, or one of those events. Oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't Did know that was in... I'm excited. Should be fun. It's pre, you know, pre-show, so we'll see. But yeah, nice way to kick off everything. Or will it be the last show of kickoff? I guess we'll see. Last well, match of the kickoff. Like I said, we haven't got the complete matches yet. So anything that we don't have at this moment in time, or any matches get added, then we'll do that, um, and then let everybody right. know afterwards as well. Because you can't pick a main event that isn't there. Uh, so Ishi. <laughs> Versus Eddie Kingston. Monty, why don't you start us off? Which way do you think it's going to go? Yeah, uh, as much as I would like to see Tomohiro Ishii come out the victor and in uh, uh, first, I don't know if this will be the first time, but probably the first time a lot of fans get a chance to see what Ishii can do in in AEW or in the AEW format since he showed up on like a random rampage, I believe. So, uh, yeah. So as much as I would like for him to pick up the victory, I believe Eddie Kingston will probably win. Uh, Probably makes the most sense, especially without everything going on. I think the crowd will be hot for Eddie. So I think it'll be a physical, very, very uh, old school Japanese style fight between Ishii uh, Ishii and Kingston. But Eddie is definitely who I'm picking for going over. Uh, Jack, see, what about you? Yeah, I kind of agree with Monty on this. As much as I'd love for Ishii to win, um, with Eddie only just coming back and with all this news and stuff, I just see Eddie winning. Yeah, Gina? 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Eddie too. Yeah, well, I'm going to go with Eddie with that to round us off. The next match is FTR and Wardlow taking on Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Jaxie, which way do you see this going? Yeah, there's not, again, there's not been much build-up to this. Um, like, you know, they they, they went from uh, Jay Lethal and the other two guys to now the Motor City Machine Guns, but I don't see them winning, so I'm just going to go with um, FTR and Wardlow on this. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, yeah, FTR, Wardlow. Wardlow's pretty much unstoppable anyway. He's not in a title match where his belt is threatened, so I think you can see him picking up the pin uh, either, either way, most likely over Jay Lethal. But uh, the Motor City Machine Guns will probably do something to wow us. I think it'll still be fun, so at least we'll have that. But FTR and Wardlow has to go over. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with you there, Gina. Yeah, I also agree with the same. I put FTR and Wardlow down for that one. Well, the next one, Gina, you can start us off this. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I mean, again, for me, this the whole feud with Ricky and Will and QT is still a little bit confusing on where this is going to go. So this is actually hard to call because part of me thinks Will's got this, but I'm never betting against my guy. So I'm going with Ricky. Monty, which way do you see this going? This is tough. Like, like for the reasons you just mentioned, of course. But honestly, it's tough too because, like, all right, is is Powerhouse ready for this on his own? And will he even be on his own? Will the factory play a part in this? You know, because like that matters, and that this is like the first step in the feud. So, part something about it just makes me want to say, Hob, even though I would love Starks to pick it up, but it's like if Starks win now. Does this like you know? How do you keep this going? You know, if you just make it go away, you know, he already got his revenge that quick. So it's like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with Hobbs. My gut is telling me Hobbs here. I'm really having a tough time with this, but I feel like maybe with some foundation interruption, I could be completely wrong here. I'd be happy if Ricky won, but I'm going with Hobbs. Wow, uh, <laughs> Jaxie, what about you? You know what, I I kind of agree with Monty on this in terms of, like, I see this kind of only being the start of the feud. Um, I I do see, you know, like, eventually even Ricky starts getting a few friends behind his back. I'm also hoping to see sort of Hook take his side and maybe back him up a a few times. So I I, I do think that Will's going to win this one um, and that this will actually um, progress into a longer standing feud. Can you believe that, Gina? Eh? Can you believe that? Right, James, don't start the betrayal. The betrayal. James, look what you've done. Don't try he and stir shit. You. He won't have you as my maid of honour at the wedding now. Right, I'm well, this podcast. <laughs> that's, that's fine. You can have James as your maid of honour then, because clearly he, he's the one who's like... <laughs> You know, deciding to actually ruin my chances of that. So, well, thank you, James. To be fair, Jaxie, only one of us picked Ricky Starks, and that's who I've gone for as well. So, come on, Gina, let's get Ricky Starks, beat that Hobbs, and we're going to see it all yeah, out. Yes, whoop, whoop. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm totally getting left out this weekend. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, good times. I've peaked too soon. No, uh, we've still got. 
Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. This is a very interesting matchup. Uh, Monty, which way do you see this going? This man said Jungle Boy's family, minus his mom, for for only for perverted reasons, should be should die. Christian cannot win. I'm sorry, Jungle Boy cannot lose this match just all pride alone. He said so. Just yeah, he's just been scum, like the worst possible person you could be on the mic. Even though it's been great to hear because he's so damn good. But I, 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 Jungle Boy has to get revenge, right? Well, not if Ricky Starks is going to win. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I would say Jungle Boy. <laughs> well, uh, Jaxie, what about you? No, I, I agree again with Monty. I'm sorry, but you cannot say as much as what Christian Cage has said, even about Jungle Boy's father. It's just like you, he can't win that match. He physically cannot win that match because if he does, I, I'm even going to lose my shit. Like, are you serious? Like, we need to actually see Jungle Boy get his revenge. So I'll be there, you know, sort of I agree. shouting, Avengers assemble as soon as he comes out. Because <laughs> I expect Luchasaurus, Mama Saurus at his side, cheering him on and watching him take down Christian Cage. Gina? Yeah, totally agree. Chris, this, this, this little... um. Uh, feud between Jungle Boy and Christian has kind of gone on a bit long enough now and I'm kind of ready for it to finish because I definitely think it's taken too many jokes like I get it if they, they've agreed with Jungle Boy and his family that they're fine to use you know Fred Perry and, and everything that comes with his name in terms of the story but I've kind of had enough <laughs> so I'm going with Jungle Boy getting his revenge and okay. Christian on to a nice feud with Matt Hardy and giving us all what we want. Yeah, I think of that. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> no more Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, up next, we have got Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Uh, Jaxie, which way do you think this is going to go? Right, this is a difficult one, right? Because I feel like I'm just choosing a lot of, like, faces to win um these events but if brian danielson loses to chris jericho after he got choked out by jericho before after he got defeated by and choked out by daniel garcia before like is like let's not do that so i'm gonna go with brian danielson to win because like he can't it's not like he needs this win but he's losing a lot lately so like, even though he picked up a great win against uh, Daniel Garcia, obviously as a comeback, I feel like he needs to do the same with Jericho. Like Jer- Jericho choked him out. He hasn't gotten his revenge yet. So it kind of feels right for him to win. Yeah, I would have to agree there. You know, like I said, I think with Danielson, he's the only one without gold at the moment in the club, isn't he? If I was trying to think about it. So, yeah, mate... actually, that's true. Because you've got yeah. Hunter, who's yeah. the pure... The pure champion. Um, at least I mm-hmm. think he's still the pure champion, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I would so be too. the last. I don't, know know. I, <laughs> like, I don't know if I've missed anything. So hopefully he still is. Um, but I haven't um, heard much about, you know, since. So I don't know if he's uh, still defending it off of AEW or not. Um, but yeah, and then you've got Mox, obviously, who's got the title. So yeah, like Daniel uh, Danielson is like the one without a title. So Monty, what about you? 
Yeah, I agree, man. It's tough. Like Danielson, I don't see him losing here. He'll probably he's a great wrestler. That him Jericho still has enough that I think this will end up being good, but I don't see Danielson taking this loss. Uh we we couldn't get Kingston to get a a straight up pinball or, you know, whatever type of victory over Jericho. We couldn't get that that the catharsis that we wanted for that few. So at least they could hand us this for Danielson to get some revenge. Yeah, very right. Gina. Yeah, I, I'm good. I've got um, Danielson to win this one as well. To be honest, I think Chris Jericho is just coming across like some sort of god because he is just winning every feud that he's kind of in, apart from like the the odd uh, title match that he had for yeah. the, main, the main AEW title. But it just seems like every kind of feud he's in, he wins, and that's definitely thanks to his minions and everyone just getting themselves involved. But I. I cannot say that Jericho's got a win, going to win this one. He cannot. He only can. He, if he does, he's just invincible because he seems to beat everyone, especially even at the big matches. And like I thought, Eddie was going to get his win, and he he still didn't. So they can't do the same to to Danielson here. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but yeah, let's hope Danielson can get the victory. Uh, we then have the tag team titles, AEW tag titles on the line. The Acclaimed versus um, Swerve and Our Glory. Uh, let's work out the order who have asked who I haven't asked in a minute. <laughs> nice and professional here. It's fine. Monty Jackson, Gina. Monty Jackson. Gina, who's going to win the tag team title match? Sorry, wait, is this the, the trios one? or No, we're not going to do the trio. We're going to leave trios, the main event, and the ladder match, unless we pick... Uh... Oh, this is a square event versus the acclaimed, and Lee yeah. versus the acclaimed. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, to be honest, I love the acclaimed. I'm a big fan of them, and I, I'm loving like the more that we're seeing of them. Um, but I don't think it's their time, unfortunately. So I definitely have gone with Lee and Swerve to win this one. Uh, Monty, what about you? Agree, swerving their glory is still, uh, you know, establishing themselves as tag champions. That's still, you know, not, I won't say fresh, but it's still relatively fresh. They've defended a couple times, but, you know, it's, you know, it's their first big show, really, with the belt. So uh, I don't see them losing here to the acclaimed, uh, even though I know the acclaimed is very popular and they, this will probably be a surprise, uh, you know, match that'll probably end up being really, really great. But, uh, they're very popular, but I don't think they're ready for the tag team titles, and I think Swerve and Our Glory should keep them. Yeah, I would agree with you that with that as well. And Jaxie? Again, I agree with everything that you guys have said. I've gone with Swerve in Our Glory as well. Yeah, uh, and then, unlike AEW, we'll leave the two women's matches to last. Uh, we've got the TNT title on the line, Jay Cargill versus uh, <laughs> Athena. Uh, Jaxie, which way do you see this going? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I probably, I'm, I might regret this, but I'm actually going to go with Athena. Um, we've all seen her before in WWE break a streak and break a cycle. Um, and so I think that, you know, we could we could get a good match out of them. Again, the main issue here for me with the whole women's division is that there's not been enough build-up for a lot of people to emotionally invest in these matches. So I do think that 
people are probably just going, yeah, Jade's still not winning streak. She's not coming down, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like Athena might be the one to break it, especially because Chris Statlander is unfortunately injured. So she won't be coming back as of yet. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to go and take a, a, a leap of faith here and go with Athena. Oh, that's a different uh, Gina, what have you gone for this one? I mean, I've I've actually gone with Jade for the win, but I, t- I completely understand where Jaxie's coming from here. I just, the only reason I've gone for Jade is because, again, they've not really built up Athena enough for me to be like, oh, could she be a contender to actually make Jade lose? Like, we we rarely b- built to this match. We just see it every two weeks, maybe, on a, on a rampage where Jade has a jobber match against somebody. And then Ember Moon, uh, not Ember Moon, sorry, Athena comes running down for the save sort of thing. And it's just been like that, what, once or twice over the past month or two? And I've just, so for me, it's hard, even though I want Athena to win it here, it's hard for me to go with her because the lack of build-up of the story. But I really hope that Jaxie's right and that we just get a nice surprise here and Athena takes it from her. I wouldn't be mad at that. But you're going Cargill. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Monty, in my mind, I think I know who you've gone for. I think I think I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think. Okay, we'll see. Hit uh, me. Hit me. <laughs> I would agree with Jaxie if this was when she debuted. And I feel like you even mentioned it yourself when you brought up the, her, you know, going with Oscar. You kind of mentioned it. And that that's the problem. The problem is, yeah. so far, the way she's been betrayed, portrayed in AEW... You literally, that's the only reason why you would even think she has a shot. Because you you know yeah, how good she is from WWE. It has been nothing that AEW has shown you to make you think that she really has a chance. <laughs> because like you I said, mean, we I'm, barely I'm even know that going to be on TV. Exactly. I am definitely taking a risk here. But I also feel like they, they need to do something to this women's division oh. right now. And if they are going to kind of like go, okay, like let's just start taking things in a new direction then right. take the belt off of Jade and put it on Athena and actually see what she can do because of right now we need something else we're getting injury after injury after injury from all these different people and we've just like lost Thunder Rosa and it was like a, a bad streak for her and a bad promo to actually tell us that she's going off injured give us something here and I love Jade <laughs> I love how dominant she's been but I'm thinking maybe Tony might go okay do you know what we need a changeover. So that's my reasoning. I'll stick with it because I said it, but I might regret this. <laughs> no, I do agree. It would be good if they're going to take the belt off of um, off, off of Jade because they're like, no, we're going to chuck Jade into the main title picture. We're going to get Britt to be in, in, in that main t- uh, tournament to win the belt and eventually possibly get Jade versus Britt, you know, get the TBS championship off of her because Jade is good. We've not, it's not that we haven't enjoyed her run because she's actually showed how well she's beg- from where she begun in AEW to where she is now. But it, it, she is above these jobbers. She really is. And so to be honest, it might be a good idea to take that belt from her now and put her in the main title title picture yeah, and I actually just bring some solidity. Yeah, t- just t- bring something solid to the women's stories. Yeah, and I and I understand all of it. The point, the only thing I have to say is though they have made such a big deal. They have the graphics every time she wins. They made such a big deal about her streak. 
but they have ruined like a really good contender for ending that streak because it's like now I almost feel like if Athena wins, I will almost be deflated because like, oh, you made such a big deal about how undefeated Jade is just to give the person to beat her no type of storyline, basically, other than, oh, she broke the streak. Like, that's just the story. But, I, you know, I yeah. would like it to actually be more than that, but I'm still going with Jade. It's hard for me to see her losing here, especially with the way Dave booked Athena so far. Yeah, again, the the one the one thing I will say is like is is the whole women's division like the booking has just been terrible for it. Yeah, it really really has, and and another thing as well, and I hate to mention it, but the thing is about Ember Moon or Athena, even when it came to Oscar, she couldn't beat the streak. So yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. got a history of failing in big matches. She, I, I mean, my God. Talk about Kupka. I mean, before, obviously, you know who. Uh, <laughs> we won't speak about her. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> in the NXT run, there ain't no... I mean, Nikki Cross, last woman standing. Go and watch it now. Uh, but, yes. I mean, the, the Ember Moon, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. But, yeah, I've gone Cargill because, like you said, excellent points from everybody, but the momentum fills with Cargill. And it's like... You're going to end it on 37 and 0. Like, have at least right? get yeah. to 40 so or weird. 50 or, you know, before it uh, actually matters. And then finally, the women's title, AEW Women's Championship on the line. Of course, uh, an interim, as it was. Uh, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Erica Rashida. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Monty, who are you going for in this one? This is really rough, man, because my initial thought process is just like, okay, I feel like the most negative outcome is probably if we go back to Brit. We've been there, done that, right? So I'm like, okay, so would we would they take the chance and do the hater thing now? And I'm just like, possibly, maybe. And I'm like, would they take the safe choice and go with Tony Storm, who's already a babyface? And I don't know if it's that safe, but, you know, I don't know. See, it's really, like you mentioned, Everything we've seen, even with Sheeta, she's a wild card there. Could you go back? But we've also been there, done it. So it's really, really tough. Uh, so I, I honestly, until now, I'm, I'm really making this decision as we speak on it. Uh, so that's the reason why I sound like that. I'm going to go. Everything in me is saying, no, he, he wouldn't do it. Okay, I'm going with Tony Storm. I, I talked myself out of it. Because part of me is just like, I, I don't know. I feel like he's going to go with the safe bet. Of Britt Baker, I feel like he'll do it. Like even though the people are hated, or some pe- most people will hate it, it's safe. And like I've seen people do that before. Just go back to a champion that you know can be a good champion in- when someone gets injured. So I'm really worried for that outcome, honestly. But you know what? I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna go with Tony Storm, especially since I said Ricky was losing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tony Storm is a great shout there, uh, Jaxie. Oh, I I haven't made my decision yet. Can I wait and can can you can you come to me now? <laughs> yeah, no problem. So, what, watch this. Watch this time. seamlessly edit now. Ready, uh, Gina. Monty's actually. <laughs> yeah, Monty, you you screwed my head up. I I need to rethink my strategy. I mean, I'm just. Do you know what? I'm gonna do it, guys. I'm gonna do it. I'm going with Brit. No, I put Brit down for the win. I'm sorry, but I just see it going that way. Ugh. You know, I think like they're thinking, right? If, you know, Thunder Rosa's the the face 
champion, but she's had to, you know, go off due to injury. The for them, I don't, I don't see them putting it on another face for now because when Thunder Rosa comes back, they're going to be like, oh, she's going to f- want to fight for her championship again. What could we do? Round three of Brit and and Thunder maybe, or I don't know. I just see them going with the safe bet, going with Brit. So I'm going to do it. So you've got Brit, Storm, um, Storm Jaxie. Do you know what? I just, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm going to take another risk. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go with Jamie Hayter because of, like, I'm just starting to think okay. like, right now we've got, we're, we're losing Thunder Rosa. We need to get some new feuds going. How good a storyline would it be for it to, it would be like a very much a, a Randy Orton in evolution uh, sort of like storylines or situation, you know, have Jamie Hayter win that belt. Yeah. And then actually have Brit for a couple of weeks, like be back in her and she'd be like, yeah, she's the best. She's the best. And then have Brit and Re- uh, Rebel turn on her um, and have like then have Jamie like become a face halfway through that, that reign. Um, I'm going to go with that. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm nice and safe for Tony Storm. So that will be very interesting. That's that now. That's <laughs> Losers! Both of you are are playing it safe. We and are taking all the rest. We are such fucking scary. But to be honest, yeah, do you know what annoys me? Do you know what annoys me? If that if that happens and Tony does win it, it's not that I don't think she doesn't deserve it. But as we spoke about earlier in the show, Ruby fucking Soho is out there serving coffee. And she's been in it in AEW longer than fucking Tony Storm. So why the fuck are you giving it to? I, I, it just baffles my mind because they've just done fuck all with half of the people that they decided to grab and bring into AEW, yeah. and they're sat back in catering. And then Madison Ray is getting flipping title shots after one week in AEW, <laughs> and then you get you're giving the belt to Tony Storm. And I'm sorry, no, it doesn't make sense. If, if they give it to Tony Storm, I'll be annoyed just for that. It's not, it's not anything to do with her personally, but it's like you can't there with all the other talent that you've got in in that bat and and say and tell me that Tony Storm was the best out of out of all of them to give it to because she earned it. I'm sorry, but no. Well, I'm glad everybody's all right. Wow. After those predictions. <laughs> that is, do you know what? It's like, <laughs> I don't I don't know how much we're gonna get into Raw and SmackDown because I worry this is gonna be the first ever like five hour pod. But after that, that is a at least we have covered all out an AEW up to this point. Finally. I mean? I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um whilst we're doing predictions, of course we're gonna do the clash in a minute. <laughs> we're gonna get that sorted out. Uh we can talk about excitement and everything like this. But we're going to do Wells Collide because, of course, it is the world-famous WNR Prediction League. Uh, and the Prediction Leagues, we've got three Prediction Leagues. I don't know how many times I can say League. Bonus League, Gina and Jaxi with Monty are on six. I'm in the lead with ten. W Pay-Per-View League, uh, Gina and myself are on four. Jaxi and Monty are on five. Uh, AEW Prediction League, Monty yet to score this year. And you wonder why he's playing it safe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Gina's on well, when one. You, when, when you put it like that, I can understand. 
Gina, and, exactly. and Jackson's I giving thought. you shit, and she's got two points. Gina on one, Monty on another. Right. Exactly. Look who's talking. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I'm on three points there. Uh, but we are going to do bonus points for World Collide. And this is going to be really fun, because this is going to be the opposite of what we've just done for AEW. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully... Me and Monty might be able to explain a few things. And to be fair, Monty, man, they've added a couple of really good matches, but we try and do it quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, Wells Collides, basically, NXT UK, as we spoke about, is coming to an end. We'll be covering that on um, our Wells Collide episode, weirdly enough, Monty, when you and me refuse that. But we're going to do predictions. <laughs> uh, they've announced uh, on NXT, first match we're going to do, Nathan Frazier versus Axiom in a two out of three falls yeah. match. Now, Jackson G, you're probably going, what? And I mocked wrestlers' names earlier, <laughs> but this probably sounds like the same. But, Monty, this is going to be a banger, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Like, uh, I feel bad for people can, who don't. Can you explain never... it, what, the, what the match is again? I didn't hear the people. Right, Nathan <laughs> Frazier, who's uh, Seth, uh, trained under Seth Rollins. Uh, okay. Come over from NXT UK versus Axiom. Uh, how do I explain Axiom? Uh, Aikid. <laughs> Aikid. Under a mask. Wrestler. Mask in NXT. And these, the, I don't know what reason why they're fighting each other, just because it's going to be a really good match. Just to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Just to do it. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. This is, this is, again, it is funny because. She, Jack's Gina got two choices. And I'm really <laughs> struggling with it. I'm, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Um, Monty, who are you going to go for in this match? <laughs> they're going to kill it. You know, just, I, I feel like with two out of three falls, that format, I know what they both can do. They, it's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, but it's really hard for me not to go with Nathan Frazier here, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins' his <laughs> protege. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I think we go with Nathan Frazier. It's hard for me to see him not winning this, but it's gonna be fun either way. Cause like I can see this uh, really setting the tone, especially if he goes first. Oh my goodness! But, oh my yeah, it's God, gonna yeah. be gonna be crazy. Um, just to make the choice easier, I think Axiom. You know, because the thing is with the build up that okay. he's had, um, again, it's gonna be a cracking match, yeah. and it could go he either way. It. I think he needs it more. Yes. I agree. I think he yeah. needs it more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Jaxie, um, I'm 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 going to go for the one that you said was Seth's protege. I don't remember which one that is. Uh, that's right, Gina. You there you go. You uh, team James or team Monty? Wait, which one is that? Can you uh, tell me? I'm just going to go with the Nathan one whose last name is Frazier okay. because I don't remember the other one's name. So oh. I'll go with Frazier. If I get fucking beaten, <laughs> it's going to be well pissed James. off. I just didn't. Oh. I just didn't remember the other one's name, so I just went with the one that I knew. It's catchy. Sorry. Axiom. Nice and catchy. Axiom. Uh, <laughs> no, I understand. off the tongue. <laughs> Kids who want to, Mum, Dad, can I get the Axiom action figure? Uh, you just oh, what the hell is this? Next time I'll just say I'll choose, you know, Elon Musk's kid's name. Well, talking about that. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. No. See on the net? Isn't that how it's pronounced? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Next match. <laughs> and again, Monty, the American Championship, Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes. Why is this so good? 
I mean, well, Melo has been calling himself the A champion. He's pretty much one of the single reasons that hell, like I said, if you don't even if you're not even gonna watch 2.0 weekly, just find every Carmelo Hayes segment you can. He is that good. He is like, like I said, I think he's ready for for the NXT World Championship now, honestly. But and he's been a great North American champion on his second reign now. And we all know what Ricochet can do. Former North American champion, but you know, we see what, what he's done on the main roster. Even if booking has stifled him, you know Ricochet is always down to give out, uh, you know, fantastic performances. So I think this is going to be unbelievable, uh, really. I, I can't even really give it the credit I believe it's going to be due, especially because I know they're probably going to get time and just be able to, to do their thing. So I, I'm going with Melo, though. It's hard for me to see Ricochet still winning the title, even though I guess it could be an option. But. Uh, I know Ricochet has got stuff going on on SmackDown. I don't know if, uh, if it's just him and Corbin, but he's in the Intercontinental title scene. So I think he's better there instead of coming down and getting a reign for the North American title just 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 to do it. So I'm going with Melo retaining. Yeah, I got uh, Melo don't miss. That's like you taught me from NXT. But I'm expecting <laughs> fireworks from this, like the leg drop from the top. Yeah, I'm trying to tamper my expectations. Yeah, do you know, it's, it's yes. weird. To try and not get that excited yeah. about it. Uh, Gina, what about you? Carmella Hayes or Ricochet? I mean, I haven't heard about Ricochet being on NXT. Again, I don't watch it, but I just didn't think that he was even yeah. showing up on there to have a storyline. He literally showed up for the match. He, he literally, like, just this happened. past week, just he showed just up. I'm going to go with Carmelo Hayes because <laughs> I just, as far as I was aware, Ricochet's on SmackDown and he was in the reign or the title run for Intercontinental and I thought he was still kind of involved with that. So I didn't know whether he was looking to go back to NXT, but now nah, I'll be going with Carmelo. Jaxie? Exactly the same as my sister. I I didn't even know that he was he was going back to NXT until you guys just said that. So, um I'm just going to go with Carmelo Hayes. Well, I don't think he'll be back on SmackDown <laughs> after this. I think it's just... But why it wasn't Noam Dar, I'll never know. You know? I just, yeah. I, just, I don't get it either, man. I don't. Um, the <sighs> unification match for the NXT Tag and UK Tag Titles. you got the Creed Brothers versus Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs versus Gallus versus Pretty Deadly... <laughs> Yes, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think we know which way I'm going to go. But uh, Monty, what about you? Hey, man, I don't know. This is actually giving me a little tough time here because the part of me is like I could probably see the Creed because they are they are most likely the chosen ones, basically, of the tag division at least uh, since they're young and as far as 2.0 goes. But Gallus, I, I would like to think they're around the say the say, to say. Pretty deadly, I would like to give a shot, but I, I don't know, man. The way they've been portrayed so far, will they come out the victor? as uh, tough for me to see. And, I, I, you know, I'm not even bringing up the chances of Riggs and Jensen because I'm not a big <laughs> fan of them. Yeah, I, please don't do that. If that happens, that, that is the worst possible outcome. <laughs> but I'm going, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Gallus. I may be completely wrong, but I wouldn't mind it. Like, why not? They have, you know, nice new heel tag team champions. More people for uh, the Creeds to chase because the division not that deep as it is. And I think the Creeds were uh, a little bit more entertaining to me while on the chase, possibly. But we'll see. And I don't even know if the Creeds will be there that long in NXT for the, as far as the future goes. 
Yeah, annoying because yeah, I've put GBOT, which means Gallagher on top. There we go. This one, um, Jaxi, what about you? Um, can you repeat the names again? You got the Creed brothers. You got uh, Jensen and Briggs, who are the UK champions. Gallus mm-hmm. or Pretty Deadly? Okay, who's the current US NXT tag Creed, champion? Creed Brothers. The Creed, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the G- Gallus. Ga- <laughs> Did you say Gallus was there one of them? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah no, no, I'll go with it. that one. Gina? I'm going to go with that. <laughs> um, I'm also going to go with this Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, <laughs> funny, they would love them. I know. I know. It's so funny. You would love Gallus. You, know really you, you don't even know. Really right. Someone just put me out of my misery right now, right? Because did, did you say one of the teams is called Pretty Deadly? Yeah. Yes, boy. Yes. Yes, boy. I, I, I don't know why, but like I got, I, I know it's not them, but I had toxic attraction in my head. Like it's, <laughs> Definitely not a female group, uh, like tag team. They're men. No, no, no. You're on the mark. You're pretty, pretty on the yeah. mark. Yeah, you're on the mark, though. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of toxic attraction the yeah. minute you said, like, that. What are they called? Pretty deadly. Yeah. Yes, boy. Yeah. I don't know why. Yes, it, just sounds like, it sounds like quite, a, quite a female tag title, tag tag team name. You know, I'm not. I'm not slating it. Oh, just, once you no, see them, no. if you please, you need to look yeah. them up. Elton Prince and Kit Wilson are the Steiner brothers of this. <laughs> what, what are they? Like? What are they like? They are like uh, flamboyant. M and M. You know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You Nitro know? and Mercury. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Just no Molina, basically. But dressed like toxic attraction <laughs> dress. You know, like yeah, yeah, crop top, like they're six four. Like a. Um, what Towers were they? What were they? Uh, Fandango. Uh, okay, yeah, him and yeah, Fandango Breeze. That's a yeah, bit, bit more. Yeah. Biddy and Chuck. That definitely makes the name, the tag team name, more understandable now. Yes, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Very uh, flamboyant. Yeah, without <laughs> doubt. They're a great team. They are a great team. Uh, up next, the NXT tag team titles for the women. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, the champions, versus Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh, I'll go on this one. The thing is about it, right, and this is it. Wait, wait. I'm I'm sorry. Please correct me. Go ahead. I haven't watched NXT in a while. But then, like, did you say Caden Carter? Wasn't she with someone else, like, as a tag team? Who's this Katana Chance? Name change. Name change. It's it's a name change you (laughs) had to deal with. It's the same one. It's It's the same person, (laughs) just different name. Katie Katanzaro. Katie Katanzaro, yeah, the one that... Casey. That was her. That's still her. Yeah. Right. (laughs) She's just Katana Chance now. Katana? (laughs) She she's from fucking MK. Who's yeah, the it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'm already against her. We got two offended by the name, but what? Where it says when a dude drop a Nikki Ash? No, 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 it just showed up. It just literally showed up. 
no rhyme or reason. It's sick. But why did you gonna have them there when they were seen arguing backstage on Raw? <laughs> they? they were discussing going to yeah. NXT. I don't. This is a yeah. Like they were having a full-blown argument to me. I thought they were splitting up. I thought we were going to start seeing them yanking uh, each other's hair out in the background there. I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, Katana Chance, and Kay. Anyway, as I was saying, the thing is, Molly, is that this <laughs> looks obvious until yeah. Nikki Cross's music hits and she comes Ooh. out. And all don't do that. bets are off. <laughs> so I'm going. Don't tell me she's gonna do that. Now, if that's gonna happen, I'm. You don't know. I'm way more hyped for this match now. Are we gonna get a Piper Niven name drop as well? Are we? Are right? we just gonna get well, that? Because if we're gonna enough. give Nikki her music back, then give Piper Niven her name back, and actually they would be so much more of a formidable team if, is... if it was Nikki Cross and uh, Piper Niven, not Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Well, without a doubt, I completely agree with you there. But what's weird about it is, and this is going to ruin it. Monty, pretend you're not listening to this because I wrote this on the update as well. Uh, Piper never had a run. In, <laughs> Piper never had a run in NXT. It says only NXT UK to the main roster, which again happened so infrequently that it was a real surprise. So it's actually mm-hmm. nice for her to get a couple of matches uh, on NXT. But again, with Chance and Carter just winning the titles, I've got. Uh, a total defense there. Yeah, champs retaining for me too. It was just you know not only was this on a fly, and the only really connection I got I got is that they both of course spent time in NXT UK of course, so I get that. But other than that, I, I think like you said, barring those surprises, and I'll still be hyped. I think we'll still be a great, get a great match, but I still believe that like you said, the champs should retain. But Gina, you're up. <laughs> It's uh, Chance Carter. Uh, I think I made my choice already. I'm going to go with Dewdrop Nash. <laughs> Jaxie? She's so offended that she's taking the name of the show jokes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go that way. I am actually going to go with Caden and. Just say chance and call. Just say chance. Yeah, I get it wrong all the time. Because simply because if they are gonna actually give us back Nikki Cross and Piper Niven, it should be on the main roster. I don't think it should be on NXT. Not saying anything bad about NXT, but I just think that they'll get much more of a pop. Um, and I think that they both still deserve a chance to be a tag team if we actually get their original forms back. So, yeah, gonna go with the, the. the chance retaining. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking in with this one. And then we've got the NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose versus Blair Davenport versus the NXT UK Women's Champion, Miko fucking Satamora. Um, I will explain, because uh, we're not going to be able to go, go into Raw and SmackDown like fully, but one of the things I did right was it's quite interesting is is what Oscar, I'm just pairing who I've seen and who I actually like, I always compared Oscar to Jaxi, you see, because I always thought, right, there's the one, be doing it for that amount of time, and, you know. So then Gina would be EO. Because, you, you know how much I love EO as well, how fucking cool she is. And then I was right. thinking, but I can't leave Monty out. And Monty, you're Miko Satamora. So that... Oh, <laughs> <literally>... nice. <laughs> 
Oh, she's a legendary now. I'm just making the greatest tag team ever, like trio's team ever. Oh, yeah. Final <laughs> balls, baby. So that's how I would explain Miko for anybody that's never seen her before. With Blair Davenport. Oh, I don't know, Monty. How would you uh, explain that one? Well, she's uh, a former stardom champion. She's just she's uh, very, very awesome in the ring, physical. Uh, I don't want to go into personal life, but she is married to Will Ospreay. But they are she's just awesome, like standalone, like even in the other company or whatever, when she wasn't with him and when she was in stardom doing her thing, she has a reputation for being one of the best in the world when she was going under the name B Priestley. So now it's Blair Davenport. Uh, I'm really excited to see what she can do under the WWE oh, umbrella. That's the, yeah, that's, that's, that's B Priestley. Um, AEW. Yeah, she spent time in AEW before. Yeah, for a yeah she period. had like, yeah. that feud at the beginning with Face Brett Baker. Good point. Yep, yeah. definitely. Okay, I'm see, I, I said you were on about it until until you just said her name B Priestley. I was like, wait, wait, I know that name. Yes, B Priestley. That's it. Thing I didn't know she was married to Will Ospreay. Well, I don't want to speak. I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't know. I'm hoping they're still together, but I could be completely wrong. But yeah, either way, go. Jinxed it. They definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to jinx it because I googled it and then I found out freshly divorced. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> but yeah, no, they were to the next update. <laughs> yeah, at, at least they were together. Let's say that. Yes. I don't want to because I can't. I've got, I can't got another quick random question before we actually get into the schematics of this match, real quick. Um, so. Can you just correct me? The 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 women's tag titles. The, you didn't mention like a a UK women's tag titles, no? No, they don't no, exist. They don't. Unfortunately, because no. I, I I was well, about to say why are they facing Nikki Ash and Dewdrop if they were, but that makes sense. To be fair, I would pick uh, Liza Alexander and Ty uh, Brookside to be there, but I probably won the few. <laughs> you know, like... It's not yeah, important, but they split. They split in 2021. I told you I didn't want to. They split, did they? See? <laughs> see? I told you. That's why I shouldn't have said it. They're no longer together, but they were. Jeez, you're cursed. You cursed it, Monte. I, t- I knew it. It always happens to me. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. That is brilliant, yeah. No wonder she left uh, Japan trying to make it on her own. Yeah, uh, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> They lived in Japan together, so like, yeah. Well, I remember she got, but anyway, yeah, he hit with like the other in the last match, which might take. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that. Right. Um, where were we? Right, who's gonna win? <laughs> That's, uh... I'm going final boss. Honestly, I don't know why. Honestly. Really, I just don't want no more Mandy Rose. I'm going final boss. Believe it or not, I think it'll be an awesome new era for the women's division in NXT. I'm really tired of Mandy, so this may just have more to do with that, but. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going. With, I'm going with Miko, man. Man, I wish I could go Miko. You know what I'm saying? I'm even <laughs> Miko or Blair, because the thing is, triple threat. You go. Why have they put the third person in? It's either yeah. for Blair to win the title or her for being <laughs> the one that gets pinned. And it's That's just true. like. But my problem is, and you'll see, it, you'll realize why I've done this in a minute. I've got mm-hmm. Rose, Rose to retain. Um, but you'll find ah. out. Second, um, Gina. What about oh, you? Oh, okay. Mandy Rose, Mika, I'm a man of my word, Monty. Mandy Rose, Miko Satamora, Blair Davenport, Gina, who are you picking? Um, can you just answer me this quickly? So is Blair Davenport a 
regular on NXT at the moment? Does she fight regularly? Or is this like another is this another turn up? Turn up (laughs) and I'm in the match situation with her. She she is uh, she will be hanging around <laughs> afterwards, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, it's even in a proper answer. Um, oh, this is hard. I don't want to choose Mandy. I'm, I'm doing my pocket. I'm just gonna go Blair. I don't care. I'm just gonna go Blair. She'll take it. Uh, Blair don't care. And Jaxie. I'm going with my girl Miko. I've seen her wrestle before, and I'm going with her this time. So she's the current UK champion, right? Yes. Yes. Yep, I'm going with oh, her. Hang on, let me look. Uh, no, she just Tech lost it. I want that to happen so badly now. Back check. She lost it in 2021. Uh, no, she's fine. Uh, we got and then the final match. And for me, this is big because another thing about the NXT UK title is how gorgeous it is as an actual championship, and placed by this multicoloured NXT belt is just, I don't know, I don't know how I feel but it's unification <laughs> title for title, NXT UK coming to an end and their champion they made the NXT belt multicoloured well, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. something like oh. a weird little rainbow thing I guess I don't know <laughs> but in the main event for unification all the marbles, you've got the NXT champion Bron Breaker Versus the NXT UK champ, the big, strong boy from Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate. And Monty, I said this to you, son, and I'm going to keep my word. Tyler Bate is going to shock the fucking world when they collide and beat Bron Breaker. He is a man who is, this is a perfect fight for Bate. This is perfect. Everybody's ever seen Tyler Bate. This is perfect. As in the underdog, as a smaller man, people do not realise what he will do. And what he does in this match will amaze you. This will probably be Bron. It's going to might be shit now. But I, I, I put out there this will be Bron's best match. And I think Bate winning is a nice send-off for NXT UK. Monty, why don't you just wipe that argument away now? <laughs> You know what? I would agree with you if this was going on in overseas, but it's in Florida. <laughs> it's at the Performance Center. I know it's a big weekend for you, man. I know a lot of stuff is possibly going on for you, and I know you're a homer, and I get it. I love the big, strong boy. He's awesome. But it's just no. Not, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me to see them not. It's just really tough because we know NXT UK won't be here anymore. I, I would be, I'm with you. It'd be nice to be a switch up. Braun has been the champion a little while. Uh, they really ruined his reign with the Gacy stuff, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's really hard for me to pull the trigger. So while you're doing that, and I understand every reason you just listed, and I love it, I'm going to continue to stay on the safe boat. I'm going with the WWE main roster guy. Even, now, maybe it could be his time. You're right. It could be time for Braun to get called up. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm sorry, man. Breaker is gonna do it. And I, I hate to, I hate to do this to you, my guy. But I don't think Bate is walking out as 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 the champion. I'm, I, it's just I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but I'm, I'm sticking with my guns. You can, you go with the strong boy, and I'll go with the breaker. 
Jack C, what about you? I'm going Team UK all the way. Let's go, yeah, Tyler. Come on. <laughs> yeah, have that. Definitely, um, no bias at all. No UK, I also UK. Feel like Brock Breaker is great, like gaining a lot of traction right now, and it like even I know of him, and I don't watch like a lot of NXT at all. So um, I feel like he he even could be called up to the main roster anytime soon. So uh, it, it's kind of like a mixture of the two. But I also just yeah, I want to actually just put my faith in the UK. So I'm going with is it Tyler Bate? Yes, you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take yes. And Gina, to finish us off on Wells Collide. Um, I took a risk with the women's one, so I'm just going brawn. There you go. Good job. Good job. <laughs> See, I'm trying to protect Breaker versus Melo. I need that to happen for the world title. And it can't happen if Tyler wins. So, get out of here, Tyler. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I don't know where the time has gone on today's show. So what we're going to do is we're going to Raw and SmackDown review into Raw and SmackDown notes. And we'll do it at the start of Clash at the Castle. Because the Clash at the Castle, of course, is this Saturday, September 3rd. For the first time in 30 years, UK will be hosting a stadium show. I cannot wait. Jaxi, we are on Wednesday now, only a couple of more days away. How are you dealing with the excitement towards the event? Uh, it it still quite kind of feels a bit unreal, you know. Um, like I'm still trying to get my head around the fact that we're actually going to be there live. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited, uh, but I feel like my excitement level is going to maybe go from ten to a hundred real quick when it gets to Saturday. So we'll see how we we'll see how we go. Yeah, I've just got to be careful, you know. I don't want to peak, you know. I don't want to peak. June Seamus, and then the time Mac yeah. tries there being stretched out or whatever. But, you know, you've got to be careful. Uh, <laughs> you've got your Usos. Me and Gina will be there. you got us. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, Gina, how are you, I mean, how are you feeling going towards... Because this event is different to, like, a Raw or a SmackDown or any other thing. Like, this will be looked about, looked at in years to come. And depending on the results as well, wow. you know, for decades. <laughs> when you think about how a story, and I'm just talking about us meeting for the very first time, you know, as a free, but as the event <laughs> itself, I'm sure that'll be important. <laughs> <laughs> but it also is huge. No, I, and, I'm you know, definitely looking forward to it. Um, I, I will admit, my mother's already said, make sure that you, you, you behave for your sister and your friends because you're representing our family and you know when you lose control. <laughs> she said, your overexcitement takes over, Gina, so make sure you just remain calm. I was like, sure, Mum, I'm definitely listening to that. So, no, it's definitely going to be so much fun. I look forward to it, and uh, I definitely am going to be telling people, look for me, look for me. I doubt I will be seen at all, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to tell people that's my five minutes of fame, so I'm going to milk it. <laughs> Well, it just be careful because when we show up, obviously the hordes of people that'll be asking for autographs and stuff like that, we might take the shine off the wrestlers. So we just got to be a little bit careful, you know, because obviously in these parts, you know, we're so well known. You talk about kind of other people, you know, what, Bring culture, your sunglasses have asked, what culture have asked if I'm coming, guys. So I've said to them, like, <laughs> if we can fit you in, uh, you know, I've got a few other bits and pieces to do, guys, but... You know, like if we, if we can, uh, we will. We may be able to squeeze you in. 
Yeah, if, if we can. Um, no, take them off the list. So what we'll do now then before uh, this Saturday, of course, is predictions. There's been six matches announced. Uh, I don't think they're going to add that many more to it. Monty, what do you reckon? Maybe they don't even do kickoff matches. So six, six matches, is that enough for us? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a stadium show. Maybe you get one or two, like you said, kickoff matches. I don't know, but six. Yeah, that seems like a period, especially with the way they've been they've been doing their live events. That seems about the right number, you know. And like I said, it's it's quite a good car. But run through it now and talk about it. Like I said, go into more detail with it when we actually do a review, which will be next Wednesday for Clash of the Castle. But at that point. Monty, I don't know how you're going to deal with the three of us buzzing off our tits <laughs> after that. It's, it's going to be nonsense. Do you know what I mean? It's literally... Yeah. I can't wait. I'm just, I'm, I just can't wait. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this. These are, this is y'all time to shine, you know? <laughs> do you know what? It's really funny, and I don't know, you know, do predictions well, but someone said to me, uh, my best mate actually said to me, because I was talking about this trip, and he goes, it's been building towards this moment for, for, for like, your been building to this moment. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, all those times you were like recording off Sky with like VHS tapes or, you know, collecting other stuff or starting a <laughs> podcast or seeing McIntyre in Sittingbourne. You're now going to see him in a stadium show in front of 70,000 people with, you right. know, like you said, the two, the, the people that you started the pod, especially when Dan went, the think we got to this moment is just, I have been working towards this. This is the time, you know. It's like I I was put on this planet to do the clash. (laughs) Bask in it. So, um, yeah, it's pretty monumental, but, you know, enough. I don't want to blow smoke too much. Uh, So we'll start the card and uh, we'll go for the... Tag team match to start, which will be Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day, Finn Balor uh, and Damien Priest. Uh, Jaxie, why don't you start us off with this one? Because they've only just added this uh, previous week. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to, I'm going to, I'm siding with the Judgment Day on this one. Like there's way too many teasers of us thinking that Dom's going to, turn and I feel like they they want to really wow us at Clash of the Castle at the Castle um, so I reckon we're going to get we're going to finally get Dominic t- turning and joining the Judgment Day and the Judgment Day will win Ooh I like that um, Monty what about you? This angle has made me a liar uh, I no longer wanted to trust anything Judgment Day was doing because Every time I picked them, they let me down so far. But uh, this one just seems, uh, I don't know. Part of me, that's the, the, see, it seems so right. They just need to go ahead and do the Dominic thing. And that's the part of me that made me doubt my decision about sticking with Judgment Day. But, yeah, I just think that's the most logical you know, thing. You know, Dominic, he's obviously, uh, you know, I think you can tell that they're priming him for that moment. And I don't know why not. Why not? Why not? In you know, in at that time, it just seems like the perfect time to go ahead and pull the trigger. Gina, I've also gone with the Judgment Day again with what we saw this week with Dom just kind of putting the kendo stick down. He wasn't going to hit Rhea anyway, 
So we all knew that for a start. Yeah. But Not for me, a I think that was them foreshadowing Dom is going to turn and join the Judgment Day. And I keep saying this every time we get a Judgment Day match and I say, and Ray's involved and I'm like, yeah, Dom's going to change. I think it will <laughs> happen here because it's just, it's, they're dragging it out too far now if they don't do it. So... I'll it's go got, with Judgment Day. It's gotta be the Judgment Day. I was, it's got, I was so secretly hoping though that Beth Phoenix was just laying in wait and about to come and like, you know, just come and tech out Rhea. I was there waiting, like, come then Beth, come. But we didn't get it. I was so upset. I hope we actually see like a potential uh Beth cameo at Clash as well. I would love that. Um, I mean, why not? Why wouldn't she want to come over to the UK with her husband? So there's part of me that's really hoping that we'll still at least get a Beth cameo. Yeah, that'd be fucking good. That'd be good shit. The way I've planned it is like we're going to get like Bray Wyatt returning as well. So don't worry about that. We're going to get plenty. plenty (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be fucking mental. (laughs) I can't wait. Best show ever. Uh, Up next. Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Yes, he's got his first name back now as well. Uh, it's good to see. Uh, Gina, which way are you going with this one? Um, I went with Seth on this one. I, I don't really have a particular reason why. Um, why? I why? just think, well, think Seth. about it. Why have you? Why have you picked Seth? Um, because I know that they always love to have the babyface kind of lose and keep this kind of going um i don't really know what is in store for matt at, if they do end this kind of seth feud with him right now and i also think that seth needs more wins under his belt after losing to cody so much so um yeah i've just gone with seth yeah that's right monty yeah man after after that after this thing with monday and everything that kind of went viral and how it kind of feel blood feudish to me, like it's gonna be deep, deep rooted. And I think the way you continue this on until we get possibly that stipulation match. As a matter of fact, they put it off. If you think back to what happened at SummerSlam, it's possible to get this at SummerSlam, and they claim to push it back here. So I think they obviously have a long term like conclusion. I don't know if it's already planned, but I think this is definitely uh, a longer term feud and not a short term. I'm going with self taking it, taking the victory, uh, and uh, yeah, Riddle. Maybe down the line in a stipulation. Yes, once he comes through. Jack C, what about you? I too am going Seth, but I I feel like um I feel like there's going to be with Seth. He'll finally get his comeuppance when when a return has happened. And when I what I mean by that is either Randy returns or Cody returns. Um, and I don't think that that will happen yeah. at the castle. So I do think that this will be something like Seth will have this ongoing uh, getting into Matt Riddle's head, beating him down, and potentially we'll get an uh, a Orton return for the save, or it might go the other way and Cody returns and um, loses us. But it won't be at Clash of the Castle, so I'm going Team Seth. No, I'm going Riddle. I don't know what you guys are doing right now, but <laughs> for my mind... Riddle's returning after an injury layoff or storyline or whatever it is. Seth just mentioned, it's like really personal. We are looking at Jungle Boy Christian here, and I know we talked about it, but we went Jungle Boy in that one. So I just see Riddle to get a win over Seth Rollins at a major event, major event. Uh, it begins that kind of move away from silly tag wrestler bro 
to serious. You know, like, like I said, the guy was effing and jeffing on Monday. And I think to get a, a pin over Seth, uh, Seth can attack him afterwards, gets heat back anyway. But I think Riddle gets the victory here. That's what I'm going to go for. Uh, up next, the match I cannot fucking wait for. It is Sheamus versus Volta. I don't think we realise how violent and just dirty and nasty this match will be. Because Monty, you know, we, we think about Ian Dragunov versus Volta. Sheamus is twice his size. <laughs> yeah, awesome point. And then not even just that, in recent memory, the stuff with Shinsuke and uh and Gunther or Walter, how you want to do this, however you want however we're going to do this. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, they, they say brainwashed Walter, me. I'm yeah, calling him no, Gunther now. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> I was against this with you and now I'm calling him that. But anyway, uh <laughs> he you, you saw Shinsuke's chest after that match. So Again, we know, like you know, it's renowned at this point what Volta can do, and I think Sheamus also has the reputation of being one of the stiffest and just one of the hardest hitting people in the ring. So just get ready for just like a war, and I, I think it'll be the crowd is going to be going losing their shit over we there. Will. Y'all are going to be going crazy. <laughs> like I'm, yeah, you guys are going to be going crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm ready for this, man. They're going to beat the hell out of each other. I think Gunther retains, but they're going to beat the hell out of each other to get there. Yeah, it's going to be fucking mental. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Volta ret- retaining as well. Uh, but just the marks on the... Ch- I cannot wait. And if Drew McIntyre on SmackDown was bad, like, Sheamus after this is going to be incredible. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jaxie, what about you? Um, oh, it's so difficult. I really do want to go with Seamus. Like, you know, they, they they put him um on this card as well, which I was really grateful for. Um, I really wanted to see him in action and stuff. But I, I, I it's really hard for me to, to vote against Gunther right now when right now he is on a streak. So I'm kind of like, oh, as much as I want Seamus to win, it's purely because of it would be in the UK that I would want that. So I'm not, I'm going to play against that and I'm going to go with uh, Gunther. And Gina? Yeah, I've gone with Gunther as well. He's as as excited as I am for this match. I think Sheamus isn't going to be hurt by taking the loss. I think it's just going to help elevate him. And Gunther's just been on such a killing streak at the moment. I think it would be wrong to let him lose this match here. I think he needs to continue his dominance. Um, That will actually help him to elevate himself in like a few weeks or a few months to the next title scene possibly you know so um i definitely am going with the chance to retain uh up next the smackdown women's title Liv morgan versus shania baszler baszler everyone to pronounce it um jackson which way do you see this going because we know ronda rousey's going to show up like we know that's happening like <laughs> you know, i'm not, yeah. not getting my hopes up but we are going to see her so we, more than likely, we will. Uh, I'm so I, I have to say I'm so excited that we're getting Shayna in it's like a women's title picture at Castle <laughs> the Castle. Like you know how I have been yeah. such a fan of Shayna, like and and how they've not done her a great service uh, in terms of like the current run she had, but they did have something special once with her. I really am hoping that we're seeing like the beginning of that. Queen of Spades coming back, you know? So 
I'm going team Queen of Spades all the way because if that means that we could get a Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler feud, give it to me. Take my money, give it to me. So I'm going team Shayna. Wow. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I can. I, I do love what Triple H or you know everyone who's been making decisions with how they've already kind of started to reestablish Shayna as the menace that we all remember from her NXT days. Uh, so I do like that, and I do think Liv is like ripe and for the picking, kind of like she mentioned in her promo. But uh, I, part of me, uh, all of this, this whole setup just feels like a, 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 a nice way to try to give Liv a big baby face type of like a survival comeback type of situation to try to maybe uh, quell some of those boos that they're getting, uh, you know, some of the stuff that they're getting after the, what happened with Ronda. So I don't know. I think somehow Liv will pull it out. Uh, that's the only thing I got for you. I don't have a definitive reason other than the fact that it just feels like but a great they, story to, tell, to continue to build her. What is what you've just said though, Monty, wouldn't it um, be like, make more sense for like Ronda to come and fuck up those chances for Liv though yeah but then uh, again I still don't necessarily I still think Liv will probably walk out even if that's the case it'll probably be DQ'd and I don't see Liv losing the belt so uh, soon yeah. that's the only thing about it it's just yeah. I, giving if, it if, up so fast is just weird I don't know I don't know if I support I, that I decision that. especially if they went there but I do understand yeah, it's, just, it's just, just hard to think why why Ronda would come to interrupt the match just to for Sh- like to just for the purpose of I want Shayna to lose. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, I, she can come there with the intentions of just messing it up in general. I, I don't know if she uh, like we know they have a former allegiance. I just don't think yeah. they're on the same page yet, and I damn sure don't necessarily think Ronda would want to be behind her as women's champion. So I don't see them working yeah. together. And then it's, just, it's like I said, it's just too many. Things that seem to be going in the direction of trying to build live, uh, but hey, I yeah. could be completely wrong. But I, I'm sticking with live. You've made some valid points there. <laughs> um, fun. We all know the answer to this. Liv is going to tap out Basler and then get on Ronda next. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's, she's been training with Riddle, man. Tap out. She's going to tap, tap out Basler. Give her a few Not happening, mate. Mate, mate, no. mate, it's already happened. When that happens at the stadium, you're going to look at me like I'm a genius. Do you know that? Uh, <laughs> you think Liv is going to make Tina Bezo tap out? Yes. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why are we... This is the thing about Liv. We think she's there to survive. No, she's there to thrive. If, like, if... Oh, please, record it. Mike's gone because your of that. Save so you can record it. <laughs> Made live tap out. Ronda will be so fucking pissed off, being like, "You tap, bitch." Yeah, and Liv would be like, "Yeah, and you're fucking next. You're next." Liv would like to run. I'm gonna break you. I'm gonna snap you like a twig. Can you imagine this? Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck you up, uh, Gina. What do you reckon? I mean, uh, this is difficult because I am. 100 percent wanting to back jacks jackie here because like i love Shayna as well i am a sucker for it i just love her and i think that they screwed her over as soon as they moved her up made her look so dominant in that elimination chamber and then just shot her to shit after that like so i i would love for Shayna to be just pushed to the top and just let her do her queen of spades run but i just don't see Liv losing it here unfortunately 
and that's not me being horrible about live I just it is hard for me to actually truly believe in a realistic world if you say to me who do you think Liv Morgan or Shayna Baszler would win in match I'd always want to hundred cent back Shayna Baszler because I'm like sorry she's she could break Liv's arm in like two seconds or even break her cheekbone like in two seconds but on on this show with the way that they're depicting Liv I can just see them making her retain at the moment um, to con- continue on this Ronda feud. So I'll go with Liv. Uh, our next match, penultimate match. It'll be by a roll-up pin watch. Tap out. Uh, so Women's <laughs> 6, Women's Tag. Action. The match that uh, we're looking forward to, of course, is Bailey, Eo Sky and Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair. Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Monty, which way do you see this going? Uh, man. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one, and honestly, honestly. Uh, but I, I think from the beginning, I've just been like, especially, uh, I'm, I'm really, really confused, especially with the way the Raw kind of uh, ended and all of that with the tag titles. So, uh, since that happened the way it did, I think now I'm even more thinking that the uh, I don't know if they're damage control or whatever the control is, or just you know, Sky and Kai and Bailey going over. I think is uh, probably where I'm headed. They need to establish themselves a big victory like this over people that we all respect. I think uh, in, a, in a fantastic match will be good for the faction, in my opinion. That's pretty much the only way I can think about it, even though. You know, of course, we know it's Oscar, it's the, the women's champion, is Alexa Bliss, so we know what they are about. But uh, I think the right decision is Kai, Sky, and Bateman. Yeah, well, part of me hopes that uh, Oscar drops out and they replace her with Numph or uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Like, I think that will really spice it up a little bit. Uh, but in all honesty, no, I mean, it should be a good match. Jackson, which way do you see this going? Um, yeah, I I definitely feel like they screwed up with, like, not putting the belts on um, Io and Dakota, even with the short amount of time that they have been in the, on the main roster. I still feel like they're more of a solid tag team than Raquel and Aaliyah. Uh, that being said, I'm willing to kind of just, like, see see what, uh, how, how they do with the titles, but that that definitely makes me feel like Bailey, Eo, and Dakota are picking up the win here. Um, to be honest, I I'm kind of stuck in between two uh, hard places. I'm always gonna want to back my girl Oscar, but I also love Eo, and the fact that I'm getting to see them both live, I kind of also don't care about the outcome because just I'm just gonna be fangirling <laughs> so hard. That's, that's the time when I'm gonna lose my voice. So I'm just going to be in awe at watching them all um so i'm not actually going to be mad at the at the winner and the outcome uh but it i i feel it's going to be bailey uh and the other two yeah gina yeah i agree because of the outcome of what happened with the tag titles match which i did not see coming at all um i definitely think bailey uh kai and sky have this in the bag so i'll go with them too and finally, the main event, <laughs> the match that I am looking forward to more than anything else. And if the result doesn't go my way, then, oh boy, oh boy, I'm not going to be happy. But 
Could be positive about it, you see. Uh, so the main event, the WWE Universal Championship. Well, they're combined, as it was. Uh, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. You, everybody knows. Everybody knows what I'm going for. So before we do that, Gina, start us off. How is the main event going to end? No, don't start with me. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to go with Drew with this one and I'm straight up going to say it, but I really don't want that to happen just because I would so love to see Daddy Reigns retain and be all happy in the ring at the end right in front of my eyes. And I really want that to happen, but I just feel like Drew's got this because of the big build-up and how long Roman's had the belt now. Um, it feels so sad for me to not say Roman, but I'm just going to say Drew. Isn't it funny that like, you're worried about Roman Reigns being happy when you're going to have me next to you crying his fucking eyes out if Drew doesn't get the job done? <laughs> <laughs> But don't you think that if he's happy in the ring, then he'd stay behind an extra few minutes to pick me out in the crowd? No, because Drew's going to get the microphone and say, Drew will get the microphone and say, there's one man who's followed me all these years and he's sitting in your fucking... Come here! We'll do a little dance. Somebody get a pin. (laughs) That's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I'm going with Drew for that one. Drew's going to win it. Jaxie, what about you? I too am going with Drew, although I too feel Gina's pain in saying that I really would have just loved Roman Reigns to win so I could just see him celebrate at the end with the Usos there too because of I just really want to see the Usos. And even though I know we're going to probably see them during this match, they're going to get their ass beat. I kind of just want to see them all look at dominant, you know? But... I won't, I'm going to be over the moon if Drew wins it. Like, obviously, it kind of feels like it should go that way. Um, so we'll see. But if if Drew wins it, I actually think that as he's celebrating, Karrion Cross is going to come out and mark him. If he does that, theory cash in. But at least we see McIntyre win the title. My my way oh, of going... Imagine. Imagine for me jumping out down and then you go, tap me on the shoulder and go, theory's just cashed in. Hey, down, down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the, the, hang on a minute. Totally There's a man tackling theory. No. <laughs> Honestly, I think the whole of the UK arena will just leave feeling so depleted. Oh. No one's going to be want to oh, out yeah. go out drinking after or anything. They're all going to be out. Like, Fuck this shit. Oh, <laughs> fucking God. theory one in the end. Jesus Not even Christ. fucking carrying <laughs> So anyway, this theory's not going to cash in, right? What's going to happen? What's going to happen is the match is going to be fucking awesome, as we know. Uh, McIntyre, Sheamus, Andrew McIntyre need to come out to their old themes. That is something that definitely needs to happen as well. But McIntyre even more oh so. Oh, my God, they do. I'd love that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, especially Drew. It. I'm going to try and sing. And our dream broke I'm definitely going to be recording a lot of this. I'm going to be recording a lot of this. Just make you know, them for you. Yeah. Air guitar. Yeah. And I'm going to try and start that chant. I don't know how successful. But if he does come out, I'm going to lose my shit. There's so many times I'm going to lose my shit at this point. But the point that's going to lose my shit the most 
is when the Usos and fucking Sami Zayn come out and the referee gets knocked down and you're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. There we go. And they're looking to put Roman... They're looking to put Drew away. Suddenly, lights go out, lights come on, and it's Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend in the middle of the ring. And he says, two years ago, you cost me my title. I'm costing you now. Takes out Usos, takes out Zayn. Reigns turns around. Three, two, one. Claymore. And after the one, two, three, Drew McIntyre celebrates in his home country. Well, not country, obviously, Wales, but who cares? You know, in his home place, 70,000 people. Fireworks going on. And, you know, jumping up and down, hugging, cr- hugging strangers, crying, celebrating this very moment that we saw a British man win the WWE Championship in our homeland. History will be made. Or not. Monty, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> After that, how can I say what I really think? <laughs> <laughs> I almost like your outcome, you know, way better than anything I've thought of so so far. Like, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I hate to be that guy. Prick. I hate to be. <laughs> I hate to be. <laughs> I hate to be stereotypical. You guys are making a patriot out of me. <laughs> I'm going wrong with Reigns. We are making a picture out of him, but that is literally because WWE has painted him that way. Did you not see that two, two, those two promos we got on (laughs) Drew? The before and the after, (laughs) the fall, the downfall, and the 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 climb up. You know, so of course. Please don't (laughs) revoke my honorary Brit status. Please don't. (laughs) I'm going with the chief. Well, someone's not invited to the clash review. I'm just. I also have a piece of advice. You guys are at a stadium show. Do not be like me. Don't lose your voice halfway through. Save it for this moment. Because whether I'm right or you guys are right, you guys are there to enjoy this moment. So please appreciate it. And I I wouldn't be mad at all at any of the outcome of Drew winning. It makes the most sense. You know, especially the only thing I think about when I think about a, a stadium show over there is, the British Bulldog, you know, yeah. rolling up bread, right? Am I tri- oh, you know, am I tripping? Like yeah. that's that's like one of the most famous moments ever. So yeah. I understand, you know, rekindling that, doing it here is the perfect time, and I wouldn't even be mad at it. But it's just so hard for me to convince myself. And maybe I just maybe it's two years of programming. Maybe that's what's going on. <laughs> but I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm sorry. If I'm wrong, you got the, the, the review podcast will be even funner for you guys. Oh. If I'm right, oh, it'll I'm be a nice little decision. I just, I just, they can't. It's a British show. British, come on. I know, do you know what they should have done? And again, I don't want to be this guy, but you do a contract signing, right, with, with Drew and Roman. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very simple. Contract signing on Raw or right. SmackDown. You get to the pay-per-view. Drew beats him clean. And Roman says, you didn't read the contract. Yes, you're WWE champion, but I, it was only for the WWE championship. I'm still universal title wow. champion. You, you, you keep the title on Reigns in that way. You wow. give it to Drew. New title. Works out. You need to go right. <laughs> Call Hunter. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've been thinking of ways to try to split these belts up for a while, and you that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, having, having a, a, like, what would be even better is having, like, um, a, a contract signing on SmackDown, like, an impromptu one at that, um, and then having, like, um, uh, Paul Heyman return with the contract and be like, oh, here right. you go, and, mm, like yeah. that, and have it be Paul Heyman put that stipulation in there to protect his tribal t- chief. That would actually make yeah. it very, very sweet. That'd be genius. That'd be yeah, genius, it really bro. would. That, that would be so clever. I like that outcome the most, I think. Well, whatever. I'm Drew's, down for that too. Drew's winning, right? I don't care what he says. Like, if he's... Let's go, team! I've left, I've left stadiums before my football team lost. And to see, like you said, 50,000 depressed guys or women... <laughs> depressed, just, yeah. Like zombies. Drunk. Yeah, just walking out, just <laughs> quietly not saying anything. Like, it, it can't be that. Um, but like I said, we are on the precipice of it now. This is the crazy thing about it, you know. Like, even in a kind of weird way, the next time, like, Jaxie, Gina and I talk will be in person in a weird way. Like, it's, it seems it's all come along uh, and we've got Clash at the Castle. It's, it's fucked up. Like, we built, like I said, towards it. It seems like, you know, Monty's Jackson, I know, two years nearly. We're coming up now on the anniversary yeah. of, right. of kind of what we have built together. And Monty, I know, there's nothing more, I think Jackson Jr. would be the same, but have you involved with us at this event? But like yeah. I said, well, hopefully, you know, in the future we can. But we've built something now where, you know, it, it, it's just wonderful at this moment in time. Um you know, I'd just like to thank you guys for being a part of it, building excitement and, and what we've got to look forward to. Uh, but I have to mention Chris Benoit because he is trending at this moment in time. Uh, and wouldn't be me without mentioning it, of course. Uh, but there's a reason why he is. And that is because uh, it's... I'm sorry, I mean, I'm laughing about it. But the song for Clash at the Castle will be Run, which was done by the band Our Lady Peace. Who, in fact, ah. uh, did Chris Benoit's theme tune? So I panicked. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I panicked when I saw this news story, and then realised this is why. Uh, yeah, whatever. And like you said, now they've come back to do the official theme of Clash at the Castle. Um, I don't know why I thought ending it on Benoit would be a good idea, but I did. So that is it. <laughs> What a good point. So what the hell do we say? A little bit controversial, don't you? You just want your own that bit. That song is a banger. I, just, I, just, I, I, I can say that. Can we can still can we still compliment his intro song? Like, can you? Can uh, yeah, you still do that? I mean, because that's know. awesome. Uh, well, yeah, his intro is pretty badass. You know, he, he kind of gives um Champa reminds me of him in terms of like member NXT Champa that badass entrance music with that badass walk like it was just bad man walking down the ring to the ring you know just like Chris Benoit. Uh, do you know what I'm gonna say it? Fuck it, because I've got no limits. But anyway, the theme song is not acceptable unless Benoit played it as he went into the rooms. But that is it. That's that's oh. as, far, as far as I've got. Oh, yeah, leave, leave it. Leave it there. That's done. He didn't think to play any music. I thought he was just laughing. Yeah. But I mean, seriously though, can we? Can I just quickly put a shout out to Triple H to actually return Champa's original music to him because I do miss that theme music. Yeah. And Shane. No one will survive. 
Yeah, it was such badass music. I want it back. I miss it. Well, like I said, we're going to get a lot this weekend. We're going to get the greatest wrestling <laughs> ever. Like, just from Clash alone. But, of course, we've got All Out. And uh, we've done predictions now for Wells Collide. So, there is a ton of wrestling uh, to review, which we'll be doing. And like I said, next week, we'll be doing our Clash review. Uh, and, like I said, ho- hopefully on Saturday as well, we'll be uh, putting a few things up. A couple of little surprises, maybe as well and don't forget if you want to find all that stuff follow us across social media social media twitter at the dubbinar podcast i'm at the dubbinar jr you can find the entire dubbinar team on the twitter banner or monty where can people listen to you anywhere you listen to podcasts search up mind of monty or you can go to my twitter at mind monty pod check out our latest episode uh where you know this week i will be doing my best to break down uh, my predictions in a little bit more detail. This is the first time I'm doing it in reverse order. I usually kind of get my predictions out there before. So it's kind of nice to see how I can put the show together this way. So check out a little bit more detail to why I picked who I picked for this exciting weekend of wrestling. Uh, Jackson, where can people find you? Uh, I'm, a, I'm across both Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Skyder. And Gina? Ditto, and you can find me at Purple Pain. Double also on Facebook and Instagram. Across all Google platforms, so listen to email the podcast at gmail.com and YouTube is Double R Podcast with all the latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Our next episode will be the Clash at the Castle review. But we've got to go to the Clash first. So, Monty, wish luck, and we can hope we can come back here next Wednesday in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> right. Please. Yeah, uh, good luck to you guys. Have a safe trip. And like I said, I want photos. I want details. Save your phone batteries, though. Some these long days. Trust me, I know. So, have a good one. Yeah. That's, it's only, <laughs> literally, I cannot believe. Like It's like, yeah, the phone is one of these things I'm thinking, I can't, it can't go. I don't want to carry around a battery pack, but I suppose that's another conversation for another day anyway. Uh, But like I said, it's always a pleasure to have... What a great way to end a podcast. People want to know whether I'm taking a battery pack or not. But I've been joined by Monty. Thank you very much. Uh, Jaxi, of course, always a pleasure to have you on as well. It's been quite a long one today as well. Yeah, likewise. Look forward to meeting you um, on Saturday. I can wait. And the same for you, Gina, as well. Uh, it would be a pleasure to finally meet you in person and to go to watch this historic show together. For sure. It's going to be a great weekend and I look forward to it. Yeah. Like I said, I cannot wait. But until then, I've been Jay Rowlands. Thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. <laughs>